0: Moralia Python Radio, with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. We're on the countdown to the end of the year. We only got three more shows left. Well, two more after this one, and uh, we're going to be off for a while. So, Oh, yeah. what do you think would happen if we took off for a Three weeks, <laughs> mass hysteria I mean
0: there's already <laughs> there's already there's already tor- torches and pitchforks when we take off for two weeks, yeah, God,
1: uh who knows, but no, nah, I'm <laughs> just kidding, um yeah, tonight uh we are talking bread lie, I know that's uh one that's near and dear for me and you um. We're talking with Austin Warwick of Rage Beard Reptiles. Uh, I think we first met Austin well down in Carpet Fest at the first one, and then the last one when we both went, he was there as well. It's a cool guy. Um, he has he has, he has uh, some top notch animals, and uh, you know, Lie don't get a lot of love, man. They don't get a lot of love, I don't think. So
0: well, it's almost like people kind of glass over it, and. A lot of people's excuses are there's not really that many morphs where that's becoming a lot less true with, you know, stripes, uh, stonewash, hypo, and then the combinations throughout. But even then, a wild type red eye, in my opinion, is pretty badass.
2: So Yeah.
1: Speaking of morphs, um, I don't know. I know that um, we had talked about this a while back, but... uh... Our good friend down there, Mr. Larks, uh, he posted up a picture of another moon glow um, hatching out of an egg. Uh, and then he has a, a picture of a moon glow as the ultimate goal. Holy shit, that's a cool snake. I think it caught my eye when I saw that Justin Julander was down there hanging out with those guys. And, you know, he had this all white snake in his hand. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Man, that's a cool snake. It, there it is. It that's is the a Holy Grail, cool man. <laughs> and I
0: love how you were like, you know, um is like I know you were like, uh oh, man, Moonglows are we, we knew about moon glows, but then this new one hatched and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I gotta get my moon glow project rolling and I'm like, Oh, Jesus Christ, that's right, you could do this and now yeah. you're like pedal the metal moon glows are happening soon, so
1: Dude, it's the it's the I mean, ever since I got into carpets, that all white carpet python was the ultimate goal. I mean, that was it, right? I mean, yeah. that's all everybody ever talked about. It's like I am going to be the one that makes a jag to jag, make a leucistic, and it's going to be amazing. And never worked out, but mm-hmm. you can make it now with a moon glow. So it just seems to be that,
0: but. Now part of me's like it's a really cool snake and I would love to see the refinement and what you kinda can do with the moon glow. But it's almost like everybody wants an all white carpet python and it's like that's cool, but part of the appeal of a carpet python is the pattern, no?
1: Yes. So. But what if now I was chatting with uh our Australia uh you know, breeders and such. And I said, you know, it's exactly what you just said. I mean, yeah, here we are, and this is cool, but, you know, where do you see that project going? What mm-hmm. if they could put the Calico and put that into the moon glow? Now, I know there's some debate on whether that is – well, it's not Calico. What do they call it? Uh, Paradox. <laughs> Paradox. Uh, um, I did Calico. I knew what you meant, so I was letting you roll. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to sound like a knucklehead, but uh, uh, the paradox, and it would be a white snake with black spots, which would be your cow retic in a carpet version. Uh,
0: kind of, because doesn't the cow kind of have some other colored speckles on it, too?
1: I don't think so. I think it's just black right, and white. All
0: then right, ne- then never mind. So... Um, <laughs> It would be kind of cool, and I would like to see it if this Black Speckles came through. Uh, but it's almost like watching somebody be like, man, I got a moon glow Jack. How the fuck can you tell? So it's going to look exactly like every other <laughs> Exactly, because it's wonky. <laughs> well, it's great, so I'm paying for neurological disorder. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like the project would not be in other morphs. It would only really kind of do with maybe the paradox stuff. So, yeah,
1: I don't know, man, see where it goes. Yeah. Who knows? You don't know until you try it. Right. Um, yeah. So I was uh, I was cruising around. I just uh, since we had the show last week on the carpet round table and we were talking about, you know, uh, you know crosses and hat, what do you do with it, all that kind of stuff. And I was watching this YouTube video and there's a guy. And he's showing his carpet python, and he basically shows how he bred a jungle to a coastal, and he thought that that was like a top end project. So, what?
0: Wait, yeah, just a straight jungle to a coastal.
1: Straight jungle to a coastal. He did the byproduct
0: project, like, like yeah, he, he
1: got what we all try to
0: avoid getting.
1: So, Correct. And the, the crazy thing was is like how ex, you know excited he was excited like thinking that this was, was so I don't know it made me it made me take a step back and think number one I don't know how you could be into a snake and then not like I guess this is how we get these issues is that people don't do research at all they just get the snake and they're like okay yeah it's cool I'm gonna breed them oh uh, I had
0: somebody I, I literally had somebody from like. Uh, it was weird. I had somebody from France contact me. and <laughs> I, I know, right? And he did it through uh, Facebook, because I had to take every message he sent me and take it over to Google Translate and translate it. So, and he was asking me about, uh, and he called Jungles, um, the scientific guy, uh, Chennai, or whatever it is, um, and he kept asking me if somebody had ever taken a jungle and crossed it to a jaguar, because that was what his project was going to be, and he wanted to be the world's first. And I'm like, do I break this poor child's heart and tell him it's been done ten million times over? But, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah, 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 I do. I'm like, yeah, people have been doing that for years, really? Yes. Yeah. So.
1: Oh man. But not in
0: Europe. I'm like, I'm like, what's your man's <laughs> website? His name is Paul Harris. I need you to go over there and just take a look, okay? Yeah, take
1: a peek. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, So, yeah, it
0: totally happens people buy the animals, and then they do some kind of, like, they do five minutes worth of Google searching, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I could totally do this. No one's ever been done this before. And then you find out the reptiles article that you just read was from, like, 98. (laughs) So,
1: no, yeah. You know, uh, another uh i got i got an email from uh from one of the guys in australia mick um and i i didn't get to answer him back but he brought up something you know the other thing that we brought up on the show um was the albinos being so picky like the darwins yes. and uh yes. he he made a kind of a good point that i that i never really thought of was that we're ke he, you know, he said that maybe it's because we're keeping our Darwin's uh to the hot spot is not warm enough, so he's he's I mean, I think I think if I can find his email real quick, Cook he puts Darwin. a 112 was it 112 Fahrenheit? Uh, no, what? 40, what yeah, 112, 112 degrees. Yeah, like he, he's he's keeping it like yeah the hot spot, not not uh, not the ambient, but he really has no problems with neonates feeding, and it got me thinking. So we keep diamonds cooler. Why wouldn't we keep Darwin's a little hotter? You know, maybe because I can't maybe... crank my baby
0: rack to 112 degrees and
2: not expect well,
1: horrible you... things to happen. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's I think it's why. I, well, I think for babies, it's more of like a 90 to 95 uh, type of hotspot. But I think for adults, yeah. And remember, like, when you're providing that kind of
2: hotspot, I I would imagine that your ambient
1: is probably lower. It is. But I have
0: other shit in the baby rack. You know, the little
1: corn snakes aren't going to be able to take
0: this
2: shit. (laughs) So
1: they're going to be crispy
3: corn snakes. Oh, my God.
2: I told but you it to be a popcorn
0: poof
3: Da-dum. sorry. That was I, know that anyway. I know that everybody anyway
1: know I know that here in the States that breeding Darwins has been um, a little tougher than, say, your coastals and jungles and iJs and um, you know, they don't breed as fast, uh, like uh, they take longer to mature. so I don't know. I'm just thinking that maybe you know that providing that heat makes them mature faster because I know in the complete carpet book, they talked about, you know, uh, the diamond Python syndrome and the fact that we're keeping the diamonds too warm. So it speeds up their metabolism, so to speak, and ages them prematurely. So isn't it, couldn't that be happening with, uh, with the Darwin's as well? I don't know. Just the thought. I thought it was interesting. Okay. It is interesting.
0: So, uh, yeah. I think I think it's one of those things that, like, much like the uh, uh, keep everything at eighty two and ambient method, it, it would, needs a little bit more uh, tweaking and experimentation before everybody tries to do it. So, well,
1: yeah, yeah I, I'm not I'm not saying for everybody to go and do it because remember Please we're God in the no. United States and he's in Australia. But I'm just saying that for for a guy that's produced, you know hundreds upon hundreds of darwins and not had any issues uh you know it's it's hard for me to argue with somebody when i've produced none <laughs> you know what i mean well at least pure darwins um but i don't know just a thought i know that uh you know up where they're from i i would believe that it's more of um it's it's like they, they get monsoons and stuff that come through there so mm. it's like really dry and then really wet. So I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't even matter here. you know, once they're in captivity for a while, but, um, interesting nonetheless. So what's new with you, man?
0: Uh, nothing much. We, uh, I put a few pairs together because the weather outside has been kind of weird and get a lot of rain. So I wanted to see what would happen. Uh, Nothing really's happening except I did get a lock from my jungle pair, which it's
1: not the pretty pair of
0: jungles, so yeah. But it's still baby jungle. Um,
1: it's not the pretty, not the pretty pair. Better a um, That's a good line, man. It's, that,
0: is, that is true. It is yeah, a bandit boy. I'll so cut yourself short. They have, they have some stellar black, yellow, eh, not so much, but some stellar black. So, um that and then I am gearing up for Hamburg on Saturday. In the meantime I am uh trying to uh finish up the uh my the olives olive Python's new cages, um which I can't seem to find a damn glass tracks right now. I don't know why the hell that's being so difficult.
1: So Uh um, yeah, you said that you're getting ready for Hamburg, and uh, today I took a picture of that tri-stripe that you sent my way, and I just posted it over there to give you some props so Thank that you. people will see it. And if you want something like it, then travel on to Hamburg. Come see me. <laughs> yeah, so cool deal. Um, all right, anything else going on? Nah,
0: gearing up for the breeding season, trying to get everybody rolling in the right direction, uh trying to figure out what the hell we're doing over here. Trying to get some baby snakes. So that's pretty much all I got.
1: Okay. Alright, well, you wanna you wanna get Austin on here and let's get this rolling yeah. or what? Alright. Let's do it. Alright. Hey
3: Austin. Welcome to We All Doing On Radio. Good how are you i'm doing fantastic happy to be here with you gentlemen
0: awesome oh that'll that'll fade quickly anyway so (laughs) so austin uh why don't we just start it with uh how'd you get your start to reptiles
3: well i've been fascinated with reptiles since i was a, a little little tyke uh I had I was allowed to get a leopard gecko whenever I was in the first grade, and uh, I had a leopard gecko and a bearded dragon, and my, I always wanted snakes. I remember going out and catching garter snakes and trying to bring them inside, and my mom wasn't having it, so uh, I had to settle for the four-legged reptile, which is cool. I like lizards too. Uh, I don't have the the uh, the attention span for them now, uh, but. I like the lower maintenance uh snakes but i kind of got into my teen years and you know as most teens do they get sidetracked with different things and uh i uh, forgot about reptiles i mean not totally forgot about them but they weren't in the forefront of what i was focused on and i will join the navy after i got out of high school and uh did all my four years in the Navy and got out, and I had a kid, and and I had a I bought a, purchased my first house, and I remember being about three months into owning my first house, and my brother he he had bought a little pastel ball python. And I, it, it, it blew my mind, you know. Was, I was like, "What the heck?" There's different colors of there's color mutations of ball ball pythons. There's color mutations of these things, you know, uh-huh. and uh and and like as as I'm Figuring that out, I have this epiphany, and it—I it don't know what about it, it, but it was very profound to me. It was like, I have my own house, I can keep whatever <laughs> I, can I want keep. To whatever do. I
0: want. <laughs> it it was—it was a crazy
3: thing for me. I was like, holy crap, I'm an adult. I don't know. It was, was kind of weird, but uh, I uh, I I got in pretty. The ball pythons drew me in. I know you're going to moan and groan, Owen, but the I, ball I'm pythons are what kind of? <laughs> the ball pythons are what kind of like pulled me in and it, it opened my eyes that, I mean, I had no idea just how big this reptile world is, you know, like everything that we have in captivity and uh, and so I got pretty hard into ball pythons for about two years and I had a pretty substantial for me, uh, probably like a, about total of 15 uh, snakes and, uh, and I bred them and, and it kind of got a little lackluster for me I felt like it was a race and it was like not going anywhere, I kind of lost my interest in it and, uh, I, uh, I started looking in other places, like, to snakes that kind of, kind of drew my interest. I had a couple red tail boas, and I, I got rid of them pretty quick. <laughs> I had them for a little while. just didn't work out. I didn't, I'm not a huge boa guy. Uh, I, then I purchased a, uh, 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 boa from, uh, actually Bob Clark at a show, and, uh. She's still I, she's still with me. I didn't get rid of her. Uh, she's she's gonna be a she's a pet for now. I I don't know that I want to breed her. You know, um, she uh, she's really pretty. I, I dig her, but more of a pet than anything. They, they're pretty high maintenance for a snake, to be honest with you. They 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 uh, a lot of urates with them, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Dang it. Anyway, I ended up getting rid of all but two of my ball pythons and uh i i had heard i was a pretty avid listener to reptile radio and i uh, he i think i'm pretty sure nick was on reptile radio a couple times wasn't he at least once correct you guys correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty yeah i I thought it was twice twice, but and and uh well i went to narbc arlington and i think it was a jobber i don't know I, don't, I can't it's bad but i can't remember the the uh name of the vendor uh, but he had this big like seven and a half foot eight foot female bread lie just slung over his shoulders and the the head on this thing was the size of your palm i mean it's just this massive animal and just as friendly mm-hmm. as could be and i held her and i fell in love with it like just the the species it was it, it, kind of, it became my white whale you know and i and i went out and I purchased, uh, the complete carpet Python and, and I read that and I, I, uh, ended up giving Nick a call cause I figured I need to do it right. If I'm going to get into Morelia, I want to do it. I want to get the best of the best from the jump because I'd already played the Noah's Ark syndrome thing and, and, and it didn't work out for me. You know, I lost interest. So I said, I want to, I want to get something that, that is,
2: uh, uh, <sighs>
3: I don't know, just good premium stock. You know what I mean? And uh, and and I purchased my first Morelia, which is my uh, uh, Harris line female, and she's re- cruising around her cage right now, looking at me. She's about mm-hmm. seven and a half foot, eight foot long right now, and she's a she's a mammoth of a of a female. And uh, she gave me twenty three fertile eggs, and I lost three during incubation this year. So. <sighs> but so that's cool that's a that's a, that's a brief <laughs> little little deal
0: <laughs> i got you so what what drew you from your noah's ark syndrome to just carpet python Like, what drew you to them uh
3: i mean it was that 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 female bread lie at the show she i mean i just saw it and i was like that's that's for me man there's it seemed like there's a lot more going on you know it it was uh the, that red—I'd never even—I didn't—I didn't even know that there was red snakes. I had no idea, you know, like this brick red, beautiful, giant snake that's got a head the size of your hand and is docile, and I'll, and and it it uh it kind of fascinated me, and I to I would like to ext- uh grow my group of bredlifers. I've got a rather small small group a of bredlie. Uh, excluding the 20 that I have, uh, 20 hatchlings that I have, but uh, I, w- I would like to, to grow it a little bit. Uh, and also, I think for me, too many. I'm, I like the the a smaller collection. I feel like whenever I I, I kind of have a a little bit of ADD, and so if I get too much going on, I get overwhelmed uh-huh. too, like really fast. And so I think that that kind of that played a factor in it and in me thinning out my collection and actually focusing on one, uh, clade, you know, of of pythons and instead of doing the the rat race that is ball pythons, not, not that I hate them. I still have two and they're awesome, but it's, it's, uh, I, I, the whole selective breeding aspect of Morelia for me is just where it's at. I I think that, that that's, that slow, that slow project, that's, that it helps me stay focused, you know it helps me not get so crazy because we all get excited. I think whenever you see something new, you guys talk about it all the time, but you talk to a new person that's working with something that you're not, you know, and I feel like that sometimes when you get into that Noah's Ark syndrome, that's kind of what that is, you know you, you just get really amped up about something that someone else is amped up about
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, no doubt, I get it a lot. That's
1: talent. <laughs>
0: Half the things going on here, so yeah. I mean that's uh, half the things turn up here. So you think your collection is kind of on the smaller side. What's it? Yeah. What can Gang give us a little bit of a brief overview of it? Uh,
3: yeah, I've uh, I've got uh, one female Dumeril's boa. I don't know any of the lineage on her at all. Uh, she's a pet. I have a pair of Brisbane coastals. I have a pair of ball pythons, a normal that's awesome, and a pastel that's not so awesome. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> I was I was given a uh I was given a Woma Python that was uh, knocking on desk door, just not doing hot at all. Uh I think it had to do with something like they were uh, force feeding day geckos down its throat and it was just not it was just they didn't know what they were doing, and it's not anything on them. I think that they just kind of got in over their head. They won it in a raffle at a small mm-hmm. reptile show, and and so I was gifted that, and I, I've got that, and she's she's doing pretty good. That makes me want to get into Aspidites, actually. That was uh, womas were never something I ever thought that I would like, but they're they're pretty cool snakes. Uh, I they're awesome. I enjoy mine quite a bit. Uh, I think I'm gonna get a male for. Her within the next year um and then i've got my 20 little hatchling little neonate uh bread lie uh, uh and i've got my daughter has two corn snakes that i have to uh take care of because she's six and you know how that is whenever you get a what you get an animal for a six-year-old it becomes your responsibility so uh, <laughs> uh but right now that's that's where i'm at as far as my collection, and it. it it, it i think that that has something to do with my success with the bread lie that i i was able to focus very streamlined focus on uh on that that project and uh honestly I think my brisbanes could or sorry brisbanes brisbanes could go uh, <laughs> uh my brisbanes could go this this season they're knocking on three they're not quite three yet but I don't know. I'm going to give him another year. I'm not pairing them up. I don't, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd rather have let the female have another year and, and, uh, make it so that she, for sure she's healthy. And I know that there, there's no question, you know, uh, it's taught me a lot of patience, this hobby. Uh, I, I'm not a very patient guy by any stretch of the word. And, and, uh, it, this pay, this has taught me a lot of patience. It it, may, it forces you to be patient, you know. It it really does. So, if you if you're doing it right, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I
1: I agree. And you know, one of the things that I I thought about as far as bread lie with you is, um, the fact that you do have a smaller collection. I think sometimes people with smaller collections are more in tune with what's going on in their collection if that makes sense. I mean, I used to, oh, yeah. I used oh, yeah. to, I used to hear that a lot on reptile radio. You brought that up, but those guys used to talk about all the time where, you know, somebody that has thousands of snakes or even hundreds of snakes, sometimes is not really focused in on what's going on. And you'll see people come along where they have a pair and they you know, they just, they they, they knock it out of the park and they breed it, you know? I think Dave was like that with his blackheads, and you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. I
3: think I think it's good, you know. So I think there's something to that for sure. Uh, yeah. It, it, and honestly, it it surprised me. I was I was cycling them, but I did not expect my my breadline to breed. I was just I was I guess it was a I guess it was a I gave them the year to cuz my male was a little young from what I'd been told anyway or what I'd read on on the males they need a little bit more age and and uh they I I just cycled them like I was going to the next season put them together just so they would know that that was the norm and it happened you know I mean I did more than put them together but we'll get into that later I, I don't want to jump right. ahead too much
1: <laughs> right.
3: right yeah so
1: what about um what about as far as uh, – let's well, let's break it down. Let's break it down how you keep your bread life. So we're talking adults, um, you know, and when you got them, how did you raise them up, that type of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, talk about temps,
3: caging, stuff like that.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. Uh, I keep – I got my bread life, my female, she was about a year uh, when I got her, which is probably the oldest snake that I've ever purchased. You know, uh, I try to buy my snakes pretty young as, as young, I mean, obviously feeding, but as young as I can get them cause I want to get them used to my room and all that. Uh, and, I, I got her and I just, I kept her in a six, a six quart tub with, uh, Paper towels. That's what I keep all my neonates on. It's paper towels. I, I just it just seems cleaner. I can see what's going on better, you know. Right. And uh, uh, I I just gradually moved them up from six to sixteen quart tub. I had them in uh, I don't even know what the size of it is. It's uh it's like the tall sweater box. It's got the snap sides, but it's probably 30. about four foot long. I got you. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking about. It's probably about two, two and a half foot tall. But uh, I, I went and got wood, wooden dowels, like big half inch wooden dowels, and I screwed them into the sides so they'd have perching and stuff. Which I, I find that the lie like perch a lot. At least mine do. They like to perch a lot. If I give them a high area to sit, that's where they're at. I'm not like a chondro. More like a, like a, like a, I don't know. Like sit on a shelf kinda of perch, you know, kinda of right. drape themselves over stuff. And uh so I kept them in that honestly probably a little bit longer than I should have. Uh, uh but I was in process and of uh, building a cage and I did that for both of them, the male and the female. And I was in process of building a cage and I ended up building my own cage out of melamine. It's just giant, giant cage. Uh it's four and a half feet across or or wide uh three and a half feet deep and it's four foot tall and uh, uh they've got a shelf in there that's made out of uh, made out of oak it's it's kind of a showpiece in my room it's I, i'm never going to build a cage that big again i'll tell you that it's huge but uh <laughs> takes up too much space but it's cool for them i mean they enjoy it, it and i actually i co my bread breadline as adults for probably seven months out of the year uh uh I I know that some people think that that's crazy and they frown upon it, but I feed separately and all that stuff. But uh, I don't have any issues with cohabitation as far as they're concerned. I do not cohab any of my other snakes, but they don't seem to mind it. Uh, now, if I see the female pacing too much or anything like that, I'll pull the male out, and, and uh, but that doesn't really happen, unless, at least that I've seen, unless uh, – She's ovulated pretty much. They 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 don't seem to mind each other too much. Uh, and then once she's ovulated, I pull them until well after the eggs have hatched and she's got some meals in her and kind of let her get a little reset, you know. Uh, but that's what, that's how I keep them. They uh, their their temperature uh, during the during the daytime they got a hot spot of 88, and I keep my room uh I, I don't like to keep my room very hot. I keep my room probably on the cooler side uh compared to a lot of people that I hear of about 78 is a high in my room for ambient. Uh don't go any higher That's than really? 78. Uh, uh I wow. guess in the summertime it'll it'll get up to maybe 81 in the heat of the day cuz it's Texas and it's hot as hell down here. But
2: uh
3: <laughs> uh, uh I try to keep it very cool. I feel I don't know. I feel like we keep snakes a little bit too hot. Now, when I say that, I keep I have a hot spot. They are they get a hot spot for eight to nine hours a day, depending on the time of the season or anything like that. Uh, definitely always give a hot spot, and I don't think that that would work for me. I don't think it would work unless I gave them a hot spot. I think that for ambient temperature that is too cold. If you're not offering a hot spot, that's just my personal opinion, but. Uh, and I guess, I mean, you could argue that, uh, that, uh, oh, I just got my, I guess my neighbors listen to this. He, he just texted me and said, uh, you built that cage. He helped me build that cage. Sorry. Excuse oh, me. excuse, uh, me. excuse uh, me, Doug. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's like how, it's like how I run this radio. Show. Yeah, right. I got it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, where was I? What was I talking about? Red line I lost my transponder various things. Hot spot. Hot spot. Yeah, the hot spot of yes. 88, I don't go any higher than 88 unless there's a gravid female then I'll crank it up to 90 because I she seems to be if if I see her just sitting on the hot spot and not moving around, I'll crank it up a little bit, but or I have cranked it up. I've only got one season under my belt, so I don't want to talk like I know everything. So, um uh as far as wintertime cool-down, is that cool to talk about? Can we go there? Winter go time for cool it. Down? Okay. Yeah. Uh, wintertime cool-down, uh, I don't cohabitate during wintertime cool-down at all. Um, I think it's important right. to kind of keep them uh, – I don't know. I feel like it, it's it's already kind of a stressful thing for them, and they're mm-hmm. they're they, I'm dropping temps already. I don't want to cause any excess stress that's going to make them sick. You know what I mean? It kind of seems like it's already kind of a high-stress situation, so I don't want to – Push it. So I That's kept uh, the the those larger sweater boxes for them that they grew up in, and I'll overwinter them in the sweater boxes. and have uh, uh, the ceramic heat emitters in the in the bulbs, and mm-hmm. I've got it to where that top of that perch gets about 88, 90, and I'll take them, and because I have other species in my my snake room that I can't get that get as cold as you have to get. Bradley. And I put them up in my spare bedroom in the top floor of my house. And last year I shut the vent, the vent off for the heater and I put a towel on the bottom of the floor, and sealed the room off. And you guys know that our season kind of runs a little bit later down here. Uh, I don't start doing any serious, serious cooling down till about mid December. Right now I'm starting to drop my ambient temps in the room for all the species, but I haven't even well I haven't even moved the bread lie upstairs yet. But uh I I drop it down and so I was thinking, Okay, so I don't have the ability to manipulate the temperature too cold because it just doesn't get too cold here. We have hardly winters at all, especially these last, this last one. And so I just said, you know what, if I'm gonna do this, I need to I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna go extreme so i cracked the window and i'd let the temp drop and so the first week that i did this i was waking up and going upstairs probably around one or two in the morning on weeknights and stuff because i was worried i was scared that it was going to get too cold you know because every python alarm in your head's going off like don't let these things get below 70 that's just not it's not good <laughs> news you know oh, you know it's pretty mm-hmm. out but you, but i kind of had to kind of had to rein myself in and be like, look, it's okay. Everybody says, okay, so let's just do this. Let's see what they can handle. And uh, I had thermometers in there. Like I, was a little, I think I had like three thermometers in each cage, just like <laughs> checking temperature in three different spots. But I uh, let the temp, for about a week and a half to two weeks, the temp was dropping, well, I think it was about mid-January, the temp was dropping into the low 50s at nighttime, probably like 53, 54. And then at uh, eight o'clock in the morning, the timer was set and their light would come on and it would bump the heat up for about six to seven hours during the day. So they could, they could get their core body temperature up and do what they needed to do. And then it cut back off. So they, yeah, about six to seven hours and it only stayed that cold for about a week and a half to two weeks. And then I, so I put them down in December and I cycle them until the end of February but because we don't get very cold, January is where you can you have to really pay attention to your temperature and try to get it down. I'm opening windows, shutting windows, waking up at nighttime and stuff. And <laughs> I pulled him out. I pulled him out of uh, out of uh, the room and brought him back down into the snake room and started. And when I was doing my gradual warm up for everything else I have down here, and I, I put them together, and I didn't see anything for a long time. I mean, I was talking to you guys at Carpet Fest, and I did, I wasn't, I mean, you guys heard me. I wasn't very optimistic about anything happening with them, you know. Uh, I I didn't, and it, it took a really long time for me to see any any copulation. And then finally, I think, I can't remember when I posted it. I think it was, it's like a month after Carpet Fest, I saw a lock, just one. It's the only lock I've saw, I've, I'm sure they locked more but the only lock that i uh saw the whole time that they're together Mm -hmm. and i waited and waited and waited until she kept she was hugging her hot side and he he was cruising around like he didn't want to be in there anymore so i went ahead and pulled him and saw an ovulation she swelled up like a tick and i was like oh wow I did it. <laughs> uh, it. It was it was a very <laughs> exciting thing for me. It was, and let me, like, I don't know, like I said, this is my first Morelia clutch, but when you see a bread lie ovulate, it, there is no question that she's ovulating. It is no <clears> question at all. I'm telling you, it's it's massive, it was massive, massive. I had to do a double take. I, was, I thought that I had accidentally left him in there and I didn't take him out. That's how huge she was. They were just like cooled up together. Really? Huh? Yeah.
1: Uh, she she big. Did yours do that, Owen? When you were breeding them?
0: Like they swallowed a rabbit. Like I mean, it'll yeah. Be, uh, it's like a football.
1: Oh yes, yeah. it was.
0: Um, like I said, I've I've been terrible at finding ovulation <laughs> swells and rabbit swells. I'll even have you, Eric, come over and be like is this thing grabbing? And you'll be like, are you freaking kidding me? You more, of course it is. (laughs) So, yeah. But when the breadline female went, which the funny thing is, is like, just like Austin, I only ever saw her lock up once with the male. And they locked up in like February. And I didn't get eggs until like, I think it was July. So Yeah, that's when, that's when I got mine. Yeah, exactly. So they locked up more that I didn't even see that uh, like that first lock probably meant nothing. So it, it was like that. And she did, she, she was huge, huge way bigger than I think any of the coastal swellings I've ever seen.
3: Um, so there you go. It's definitely unmistakable for sure. Uh, and then I was just sitting and hoping that, uh, everything was going to turn out okay. You know, um, but it and it and it did, but uh. yeah. Okay. Cool. So,
1: talked about temps, caging. What about your feeding? Now, I noticed when I was looking on your Facebook um, that you. It seems like I don't know if you're doing this on purpose or not, but it seems like you're feeding like. I think sometimes you're feeding a guinea pig, sometimes you're feeding a rat, sometimes you're feeding quail. is that on purpose or that's uh, definitely
3: on purpose um okay. I think that I think that a varied diet is uh maybe not not crucial, but I think that uh it had something to do with my success uh, i I mean you could we could all survive on cheeseburgers, right we could all <clears> live <throat> on cheeseburgers. I don't want Not I don't like want to eat cheeseburger for the rest of my life every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of put right. myself in their. I mean, obviously I'm anthropomorphizing, but I put myself in their uh, perspective, and I'm like, man, there's got to be let me just mix this up. It's in my power to help them out and mix it up a little bit. And I'm sure each little prey item uh, gives different nutrients, and 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 so I figured. For, especially for my female. I, I mix it up for the male, but maybe not quite as much. But I feel like the 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 varied diet is just giving her more uh, a, a plethora of uh, nutrients that she's not seeing if she's eating a rat every single day. Uh, I feed guinea pigs. I was feeding guinea pigs pretty heavy to her uh, through the summer pre-breeding season. Uh, pretty heavy. I was really wanting to get her fat sores up. Just in case so, something did happen.
1: So I'm always curious when 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 we say when you say pretty heavy, that changes for all
3: of us. But when what do you mean by that? Weekly? Twice a week? Uh, when I probably I would say once once a, probably like once every eight days or nine days, but a very large meal. Okay. Uh, usually I I keep them on a uh, not a lean meal, but something probably about as big around as they are during. Uh, Uh, post post breeding and, and, uh, kind of the spring and stuff like that. But, uh, pre breeding season, I was really just throwing the food to her in a, in a large, uh, uh, size way, maybe not quantity way, but I I feed her probably once every three weeks on a, on a regular schedule. But I feel like you just want to build those fat stores up. You know, it takes, it takes a lot out of them. I, I mean, you guys know that. When I pulled her off those eggs, she was just, so it looked like death. It look right. bad, you know, and uh, I would say size for them. I, I, but like I said, I don't know uh, as far as uh, other carpet pythons are concerned, but these bread-like, can, they can handle a pretty hefty meal. They they can, and it doesn't take them long to digest it and turn it into crap.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> they're pretty quick. But, and, yeah, um, yeah I, I would say it was a size thing. What
1: was your hot spot again? I'm sorry, I forgot what you said, but uh,
3: normal hot spots eighty eight and okay, the, probably so you... the ambient in the ambient in the cage is a little higher than the ambient in the room so it's, it's probably like about eighty in their cage on uh, normal time, but during while she's gravid uh ninety i was I was keep i bumped it up to about ninety so do you notice that the that
1: when you're feeding those bigger meals, she's right over to that hot spot and
3: Oh yeah! Immediately, as yeah. soon as she's done with it, okay. and you, within a day, day and a half, it's you can't see it anymore. It's it's gone. I, she's it's quick.
1: I think uh, I think that's important for especially for new people that might be getting into bread lie or just any carpet for that matter. But if you're feeding big meals, you don't necessarily have to have a higher temperature as far as your ambient goes. But I think that you need that, you know that that hot hot spot. You know, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that they can digest that so huh i really believe in in cycling food cycling i think that's important but i was curious on like how that affected you know winter breeders and spring breeders because i always thought that you want to feed them when you're coming up out of the cool down so do you feed them as well like heavy meals
3: well it was a little bit of a learning curve for me so uh I I did the into heavy meal, and then I came out, and I was like, okay, everything I'm being told. People are saying to feed a slightly smaller meal, slightly smaller mm-hmm. meal. So after I was feeding slightly smaller meals, I can't remember who I was talking to at Carpet Fest, and uh, they're like, feed her something a little bit bigger. Feed her something a little bit bigger. And uh, so I fed her two – I was feeding her medium rats before, yeah. and then I fed her uh, two uh, two – would it be extra large is under jumbo. Yeah. Extra large rats, uh, probably a week to, back to back week to week. And then on that third week, she ovulated. So I think that that, I think that that pushes them into it to be over for this pair that I have. I, I'm pretty sure that it pushes them into it because there was nothing before that. And, and so I fed that first, uh, that first jumbo rat. And then the, that, that next week I saw uh, a copulation and then would well, be two weeks after that. I saw ovulation. So, I mean, I I would say that uh, size. I, I'm definitely going to repeat that next year and see, or this year and see what happens. It's it's intriguing enough to repeat and see if if the same thing happens. Right. Hmm. Okay.
0: So now you you said you don't winter the bread light together. When do you do the introductions for those guys?
3: Uh, I do introductions as soon as I start to warm up. As soon as my room downstairs, uh, I start bumping the, the temp up. I'll pull them okay. from, uh, upstairs to downstairs and they have that giant cage. So I put mm-hmm. them together and kind of sit in here for about an hour and make sure she doesn't get cranky <laughs> cause she's pretty, she's hurt. She's substantially larger than he is. And I don't want I me mean, coming out of winter. She's probably a little hungry. I don't want her to think that he might be food. So, uh, i just sit in there and i've I sat here and waited for about an hour they seemed like everything was cool and and uh and that was it i mean i haven't had any problem with that with the introduction with them at all uh now it didn't seem like they're very interested in each other during uh introduction the first week or so they kind of sat on opposite ends of the cage and and all that jazz but it seems like once you start putting the food to them they start getting a little bit more snuggly you know
1: yeah <laughs> okay cool well i'm sure uh we'll get you know there's a couple questions that pop into my head about the breeding anyway but i guess we'll hit that but um what
3: about uh uv i mean do you do
1: anything as far as that goes i, what are your I thoughts? do
3: i i run uv in my in my uh breadline cage and i run uv in my uh uh Dumero's boa cage actually um the uv in my bread light age you know i think that it does enhance but i think it's a very slight enhancement i you can't i can tell you that you can't see it under uh fluorescent lighting if you take them outside you can tell a difference but it's very slight in my opinion uh with with my animals uh now okay my my doom boa uh if I don't run UV in her in her cage, she looks like crap. But if I run UV in her cage and take her outside, she looks amazing. It's kind of weird. I, I think it plays a factor, but I don't know that it plays a as much of a factor as people give it credit for. In my opinion, this is my opinion. But, right. But okay. I'm going to continue to run. I'm going to continue to run it in my cages if that if that makes a difference at all. <laughs> I'm not going
1: to stop. I- how do you cycle how do you cycle it? Do you put it on a, a cycle
2: or
3: Yeah, they they uh they have I during the summer I pretty much during summer it's twelve on twelve off and I'll I'll uh bring it down to about uh let's say probably close to uh they probably get maybe eight hours of daylight or maybe seven in the wintertime if they're lucky. I shut it off pretty early. But it's either 12 or 8. I don't go – I'm not – I don't kind of – I don't do the whole gradual change. I'm not that exact. I don't have the patience to sit and figure (laughs) all that out. (laughs) Right, right, right. No worries. Okay.
1: All right. What about – so, you know, Owen was saying at the beginning of the show that he thinks that uh, some of the reason why, uh, you know, bread lie are sort of overlooked in the carpet world is the fact of no Morse. But there are – there are a few. I mean, there's more than when I started. So, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of them? And is there any one that has caught your eye that you know you you want to get into, or are you more the natural <laughs> type look?
2: You know,
3: they're all all the in my opinion all the bread morphs are amazing. I think they're all cool as hell. Uh, as far as that's concerned, though, I kind of. <sighs> I would, I would. There's a couple I'd like to get into. I'd like to get uh, at least a visual stone wash, just because I think they're sick. Uh, that's a, that's a. You know, talk about a on fire snake. That, that's an on fire snake.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but, mm-hmm.
3: and, and and I wouldn't mind getting a visual uh, genetic stripe. As far as the hypos are concerned, I like. The, I I think they're amazing. I'm not taking anything away from them. I think they're a great looking snake. But, I like the I like the natural. As far as if you're gonna compare a natural red lie to a hypo i i prefer the i like the black that's the that's actually my goal with the project that i'm that i'm uh, my pair i'm i'm wanting to to do some high contrast uh like the breeding i want to take the the red from the uh, fours and and the high contrast that the hair line has on the on the outline of the cream banding and kind of and make some high contrast bread lie uh because i like that black the harris line has this very very distinct black outline on on the banding and (laughs) and i think it's amazing i you know everybody goes crazy for the force and i think they're beautiful snakes don't get me wrong i love mine but to me i think that that harris line is just as far as a natural looking bread lie it's a it's a Beautiful example of a natural-looking breadline. If you could make that red pop just a little bit more and that black just be a little bit more defined, I think it would be just a stunning example of a snake. Uh, But back to morphs. Uh, So the answer is I love the morphs. I don't know that I'll ever get any. I would like to, but the selective breeding aspect of the brettles python excites me more, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I – and I'll have to agree with you about the Harris
1: line um having both of those lines it's uh you can definitely tell the difference and i when I saw Paul's website and he had those on there i uh, you know, I immediately contacted Nick and said, "Nick, do you have these because these are amazing this This is what a bread lie in the wild, at least from what I've saw, looked like you know what I mean It was like
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah i I dig it, yeah." So, yeah, uh, 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 who posted someone posted a really good looking uh, wild type. Oh, who was it? It was just like two days ago. Dang it. Not I sure. can't remember. I, it was it was uh, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. But uh, yeah, the, the the wild type for me is just where it's at. That's what I fell in love with. So kind of that's that's. That's where it's at for me, you know. And 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 also, it kind of the whole ball python thing kind of got me. It pulled me away from the whole morph aspect thing. Not saying I would never own one or anything like that, but it just it doesn't it doesn't intrigue me as much.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I, I, dig I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about morphs. I haven't maybe taking the plunge into any breadline morphs, but I feel myself getting pulled that direction. So yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs>
3: just maybe,
0: maybe. Yeah. So, well, I have this horrible person that influences me on these things who has everything, and I talk to him every <laughs> Tuesday. So, um, but Austin, when you uh, how did you uh, take care of the eggs? Because you got the eggs, and this is your first breeding of bread life. Was this your first breeding of carpets in general? Or Morelia? Uh, Yeah, this is
3: my first Morelia clutch I've ever produced, yes. All right. Uh, So uh,
0: speaking as a person that murdered his first Morelia clutch horribly in an incubator, were you a little nervous?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So So, as soon as I saw ovulation, I bet you could guess who I called. I bet you could guess. uh, Who do you uh, you think I called? Well, Is he
0: a doctor with his Texas drawn? Is a little bit of a psychopath? No. No, 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 no. No? Oh, my no. God. Although, right. that would have been, although that would have been. Is it is it an author on the West Coast who will keep you on the phone for at least three yes, hours? Yeah, that
3: is correct. That like is that correct. Guy, he, right? made me late, he made me late to my lunch. Yeah, he made me late back from lunch at work uh, <laughs> that day. But I was, I was freaking out. I was freaking out a little bit, you know. I, I mean, I've never produced a, a clutch of bread lie. And, and he's like, okay. He's like. You don't even know. You don't know. You, it may be, but just calm down. This is what you do. Uh, and I'm asking him all these questions. You know, Nick, he just lines you out. Just boop, 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 boop,
2: boop, 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 boop.
3: And when I got off the phone with him, I was like, okay, I think I got this. It's not my first clutch of snakes, so I I've, I know how to hatch snakes. So I, I I think I've got this, you know. and Right. Yeah, I, I went into it, and I'll, that doesn't mean I wasn't nervous the whole time, but it gave me a little bit more confidence. Uh, and I've got a little incubator that I made out of a, it's a little stainless steel wine cooler that I found on Craigslist. It's got a glass front and blue led lights and all that crap. And I, uh, I gutted it and put the heat tape in it and did the standard plus it to it, you know, and run it on a, uh, a Herbstat. And I got the eggs. I, I had 23 eggs. She laid 23 eggs and, uh, so, okay, this is kind of funny. I got mm. uh, This is one of the days I come into my snake room, and uh, typically I'm in my snake room at 7 o'clock in the morning. But it was a weekend. It was summertime. I'm just doing my thing, and I didn't come in, out here till about 12, about mm-hmm. noon. And I walk out here, and I open up the, the breadline cage, and she's underneath her hide, and I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And so, something I noticed with this species, sorry, I'm getting on these all side tangents, but they drink, a, they drink a lot of water when they're gravid. They do. Uh, like, a lot of water. To a point where I was noticing that she was drinking so much water that I was changing her water bowl out every second day, just changing it out, because she was, like, draining half of the water bowl. And it's a big, like, big dog water bowl, and uh, probably, like, 12, 12 inches across, and... So I was cha- I think that's very important. Can I say that I think that water as far as snakes are concerned is way more important than we give gr- give it credit for. Or some people give it credit for. I I mm. I'm very anal retentive about changing my water bowls out uh, uh usually at the very least it's uh if I on a bad week it's once a week and I I disinfect I microwave. <laughs> I go crazy with my water bowls because I feel like that's where. I mean, it's breeds bacteria, moisture breeds bacteria. You guys know that. But
2: mm-hmm.
3: so I, I, I'm pretty crazy about my water bowls. And so, uh, and I think I, tr- I attribute that to the last six years of me keeping these snakes. I've never had to deal with a respiratory infection. And I think that has a lot to do with it. But, uh, back to the the eggs uh i get out here and i open up the egg, the clutch i'm so excited my neighbor's in his backyard i'm like doug
2: doug we got snake eggs and he <laughs> runs back
3: in, in into my into my snake room and i'm like okay I, i'm ready for 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 a battle because this female like she's pretty she's pretty friendly she's never bit me but she does that bluff bite sometimes where she'll hit she strikes doesn't open her mouth you know what i'm talking about
2: Right, right right you guys yep. ever have that
3: the bluff bite yeah. oh yeah oh, and she'll she'll oh, do that and she's time. she's got a big enough head to where i'm like oh i don't i love snakes but i don't like getting bit by them that's <laughs> come yeah. on uh can we, can we can we agree with that I i'm not a big fan of getting Didn't bit by snakes. Like I, tell, I tell people that all the time people will call me at work hey we found this snake and i'll go over there and they're like why don't you just grab it i'm like I like snakes. I don't like getting bit by snakes. <laughs> I want to get <laughs> I don't understand people don't can they don't get it but <laughs> uh, uh, we get the eggs i'm and i've got I've got welding gloves on I'm ready, you know I'm ready for battle, and I go and i I touch her nothing it, like I picked her up like you would have picked up a ball python out of a cage that's all just flumped over. I just picked her up, and she was totally mellow sat her down this perfect beehive there was two slugs kicked off to the side and 23 eggs and i had my per i, had, I knew this was going to happen so i had my perlite and all that ready in in my in my uh incubator so i i incubate with perlite and then the the light uh what do you call it diffuser on top and just water so they don't ever touch the substrate um i incubate at uh Eighty-seven point five, a little cooler. I, I, I'm a big fan of cooler temperatures. You had—I I was very uh, intrigued with your uh, incubator experience this year, Owen. As far as uh, forgetting <laughs> that it was off, that's pretty cool, man. It's really good, cool. But... Oh, I mean, it's stupid, but it was successful, right? You, you had—it wasn't yeah. a horrible thing. It yeah, could have been a lot 14,
0: worse. Yeah, all fourteen babies hatched, but they had been a bear. To get feeding. Like, I haven't had this much trouble in a very, very long time. So, uh, I think I got all but one eating now. So,
3: yep. Yeah. So, but, I incubated yeah. them at, at, at 87.5. Uh, and they hatched on. I got my trusty Morelia Python radio oh. calendar over here. Let me look at it. Hold on one <laughs> uh, they hatched they pipped on the 27th and they weren't due sorry hold on one second the 27th of september is when they pipped and they weren't due to hatch until the 28th so uh so they pipped a little earlier even with the cooler temperatures which was kind of interesting i thought that's um, cool uh, and this was the first clutch that I did not touch. First snake clutch that I did not touch, pipping anything. I just came out here and they were all pipped, and excluding one. So I had. Uh, let me rewind a little bit. I had some incubation uh, issues. I was having a lot of mold. Uh, a lot of mold. I had. Uh, I ended up losing two eggs right off the bat. Uh, well, maybe not really. Two weeks into incubation due to mold and uh, had to get had to get rid of them and I got was able to pull one off and one I could not get off it was it was just too stuck on the clutch and I was freaking out so I got online and I was doing a little looking around because the mold or the egg had start excuse me started to turn uh quite the fantastical colors um
2: mm.
3: and i and i found that someone uh, had used antifungal foot powder to kind of control the spread of the mold. And so I went out to CVS and I got some antifungal foot powder and once a week I would wipe the old stuff off of that egg and put new antifungal foot powder and I was able to stop the transmission of that mold. uh, well, Well, what I thought initially at 100% but uh, I lost that last uh, that third snake uh, the one that it was an egg that was touching the moldy egg and uh, it was a full term dead in the egg baby so I think it died pretty late I mean it looked like all of its clutch mates but dead so uh, I think that's not too that's not too bad uh, in my opinion uh, I think I w- if I had the issue again I would use that same stuff again Uh, because I was freaking out I was having a little bit of a panic attack to be honest with you I was like my whole clutch (laughs) this is my first morale here clutch and it's going to be ruined it's ruined but I was I'm a little I I get a little bit amped up so but
2: it was a
3: it was a it was a cool experience for me because they're a lot they're a lot tougher I think than we give them credit for and and I may not have had to do all that I may not have had to to put that uh, antifungal foot powder on it, but it it gave me peace of mind and it seemed to work. So I'll try it again. Cool. Uh,
1: Real quick. I just want to hold on. Uh, Sorry, Owen. uh, I just want to hit on this question that Brandon had. I I shared your video when you were talking about water and drinking and you had a video on your Facebook page and, Mm -hmm. um, of your breadline drinking in the in the back, the I guess it's your the hide box. Okay, what
3: is that? Uh, it's actually you can those uh, you ever seen those black plastic uh, pre-made ponds for your backyard? Yeah. Yes, your at Lowe's and Home Depot and stuff, or you can do it yourself mm-hmm. fountains and stuff. It's a it's uh-huh. a do it yourself yeah. fountain pond thing that I just flipped over and it it works. There you go. That's what it is. Okay. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna. I want to get some of those uh, big, cool terracotta pots and crack them in half and put them in there. I think it'll look cooler. But
0: I've seen those before. They they do look kind of yeah. cool. And uh, someone has told me that's a good way to for um, snakes that require a lot more humidity. You soak down the terracotta. So oh, that makes know. sense. Yeah, it was it, one of those white-lipped things that I keep researching in too far into. But
3: um, the, you're a brave, man. Uh, I have no desire, no desire for that. <laughs> That's because you haven't uh,
0: had the interaction with one of them.
3: Come up. You mean you mean attacking? Through. Oh, I'm going. I'm coming. You know what I? Oh, yeah, you know what I've decided? I've decided? I've yeah. decided that I am going to use one of my snakes. Uh, the profit from one of my snakes to come up to. Uh, Northeast Carpet Fest this year, this coming year. So,
2: well, sweet. Yeah, you go Because that,
3: that's what it's about, right? The people. It's not all about the same. It is. It's about this. Right.
0: It is. And now the problem is that if you come up to this east coast, it's going to be at Eric's place, and Eric is a sissy and doesn't have weightlifts, so I'll have to bring you to my place so you can check out the weightlifts. So that's doable. So. Yeah.
3: Uh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We could do all it. Anyway.
2: good. Anyway, um, uh, so when
0: it came to the eggs was there any kind of instance where you were like I'm going to leave these with mom cuz from the picture you know, she,
3: she had them wrapped up real nice Oh she did she I think that she's going to be a fantastic mother and uh this year I am going to do maternal with her if if I'm successful in breeding them another year so I've decided that so uh for sure this year she's going to do maternal 100% yes. Uh just because I want to why not I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't make, I don't make my living off this, this is my hobby, you know, and I do this because it interests me and it mellows me out. It's kind of my, my uh, meditation, if you will. So, uh, I come out here and I Zen out with my snakes once a day. And, and so if, I mean, if they, if they make money so that they, so I can buy more snake, that's awesome. If they don't, and I learn something that's awesome too, you know, I, uh, I love this 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 hobby. I think it kept me kept me saying there's a there's a story that I wanna tell you guys about uh, about I, that I kinda of left out and I got a little too excited in the beginning of here. But
2: uh
3: big story I left out with the whole snake thing is is uh whenever I was out, when I got out of the navy about three months after I got out of the navy, I uh, got a bad motorcycle accident and I got hit I got hit by a car in an intersection and uh got the, probably like the last nine inches of my leg and my ankle and foot amputated on my right leg. And, uh, as you could, as you could guess it, 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 it's pretty tough stuff, man. It sends you into a pretty bad, uh, spiral as far as depression and stuff. And, uh, my snakes and my, my hobby and, and my fascination with these animals is what kept me going. It kept me wanting to stick around, you know, it, it, I absolutely love this hobby and, and, uh, it would – you could pry it out of my cold, dead hands. That's pretty much the way I feel about it. <laughs> Good. I like That's that. That's awesome, man. The, uh,
0: yeah. So we we got the little red worms out of the eggs. How did you go about setting them up, and uh, how were feed trials for you? Because I had some – I had a rough time getting my baby bread lie to eat.
3: I can give you a tip.
0: Go for it. You need to you need to start an ASF colony. Ah, see I had a bunch of babies that and I tried feeding them dead and it seemed like they were like afraid of the dead mouse. So, I actually had to go get live hoppers and then they all ate after that. So, all my baby red I had to start on live.
2: See, which is now, weird me. and
3: and and I've heard that a lot and uh I don't my, my my bread lie want to kill me. My baby, my neonates want to, they would, if they could bite my eyes out, they would, they're not, they're kind of, uh, aggressive. So I think that that may have a little bit to do with my ease of, of feeding them. Uh, I have a, I've got two racks full of ASFs. Uh, so it's three females to a male in each bin. And so I produce a decent amount of ASFs and, uh, I, I I I didn't know it, uh, that they were gonna all take I, I, at first, so I just went in there and robbed probably I would call them crawlers. They weren't hoppers, but they had hair, but you could still kind of see some of the pink. And uh, okay. they had they're pretty. They had some size on them, you know, a little bit of size on them, but they their eyes weren't open yet. And uh, I just stuck them on some small tongs and i had a couple that the first the first go around i had uh 16 out of the 20 eat right off the bat uh Indeed. took a little t te- a little tease feeding but once they once they struck and coiled it was on like donkey kong it was just it was off to the races and then i waited another week i didn't attempt to feed the four that didn't feed again and uh uh waited another week and then I just fed them all again and the second go around I got eighteen out of the twenty to feed. And uh did the same technique and by the third week, uh I had all twenty feeding and they're they're rock solid now, they're eating like champs. And I don't know whether it has to do with the fact that I'm offering African softwares or the fact that they're pissed off and they want to kill me. So <laughs> I call African soft furs Morelia crack. <laughs> uh, they do I, tend I, to love I, it. I, yeah, yeah, they do. I agree. My Brisbane's, go. They'll come out of the cage and I'll flop on the floor coming af- after an African soft Yeah. Huh. They. Uh, I had they, I mean, and I think they're the perfect size too. They're a, a good adult. Like a good adult breeder ASF is the perfect size for a, a, a juvenile to sub adult carpet, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So I know this is kind of jumping around, but since you mentioned that, one of the questions I had was, you're still working with the African software. How difficult
3: are they to work with? I heard they were pretty, pretty crazy. Well, they're, they're pretty fucking mean. They're real mean. You don't want to get big. They're, they're super mean (laughs) to the point of, I either grab them by the tail or I have a poking stick, a designated poking stick. Oh my god Uh, (laughs) Yeah Yeah Uh, I would rather Take a a bite From one of my Brisbane's uh, Granted they're Not adults Than take a bite From a full Full grown Female breeder ASF I'll tell you that Uh, Jesus uh, Wow Now that said They're not all Like that But the ones That are They're they're Come across The cage And light you up Bitey uh, That I have In my colony Um, Wow That they uh they're the thing is, is they're they're really uh they're really easy to produce. You just have to kind of get their diet down. It took me a little bit of time to figure out what that was. Uh, I've had the most success on seeds uh a, a bird seed mix, uh, uh like black oil, sunflower seeds and different grains and stuff for their base diet. I'll put uh Missouri Missouri rodent chow on their uh on the top so they get a decent amount of protein. And what I see them eating and what I see their reproductive system like their numbers firing off is whenever I'm introducing a lot of greens, a lot of uh uh spinach. I, I feed them a lot of vegetables because you are what you eat, right? So my collection I want my collection eating the the good stuff right i mean i don't want to just feed them some parvo dog food and you know plus they're not reproductive you have what i found is as soon as you stop feeding them greens Mm -hmm. any kind of vegetation they stop reproducing they i mean it just stops but as soon as you start introducing that a couple weeks two three weeks you'll start seeing the female swelling up and you're like oh yep you're about to have a litter awesome it's kind of interesting. And that, that's my experience, but someone might have a magic recipe that I don't know, but, uh, I think that they, they require a lot more vegetation and they don't like your, like even the Missouri rodent diet, they, they just kind of nibble on. It's not a huge, they don't go through a lot of it. You know, it's not a huge uh, part of their diet. It's just something I I find that the breeding females will eat on it more than anything else because they're trying to replenish some of that that size, but the males don't eat on it at all, that I've seen anyway.
0: Okay. So when you you, you set up the babies and then only offer baby applicants
3: offers. Uh, and how do you set up the babies? Enjoying. The babies are in six-quart six bins uh, j- uh, with paper towels. I use toilet paper rolls because they're cheap or they're free and I've got neighbors that give them to me and, mm-hmm. and you can just toss it out with, the you know, and uh, then
2: uh, uh
3: I use that uh, landscaping uh, mesh, that net that you can get at Lowe's yeah. or Home Depot. And I kind of do a big U over the top of that that uh toilet paper roll and that's what they they either chill on top of that or they're in the toilet paper roll and I set the babies the babies have a I mean I keep them with a hot spot uh of uh 88 for 12, 12 on 12 off and uh then the hot spot goes down it drops to 80 just cuz I'm paranoid and I don't want them to get lower than 80 uh that's just my 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 paranoia but Gotcha. Uh, and I may change that, but for right now they're sitting at a solid eighty. I don't I'm not like Eric, I can't cycle my I, something in my brain's not letting me cycle the babies like I cycle the adults. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it freaks me out I a little bit. They just it. seem like a little yeah. bit more d- delicate, you know. Uh, Eric just kinda well, I cycle them right in, in the there. wild. Well i I understand that.
0: You but my
3: garage is not the wild thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, speaking had... of my garage i built a room in my garage uh, i've built i've got a, a whole separate room in my garage that I, it took me about three years to build i put a subfloor in it i sealed all the concrete the floor is uh insulated with uh 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 Plywood on top. I've got outdoor carpet. You guys were talking about that last episode, I think. You, mm-hmm. Owen, specifically, you had outdoor carpet. I do carpet. have outdoor carpet. Yep. Do you – I like it, but, man, is it hard to clean. It's a it
0: – it is. It,
3: it's and a pain. Uh,
0: <laughs> it is a huge
3: pain in the ass, Um and,
0: like, everything shows up on it. It's like, for being outdoor oh, carpet, yeah. it's like this, this, this – it's really easy to know when I've accidentally crushed a snake urate into it. So,
3: you know. Yep. Yeah. One of those things. uh I, I it's it, this this room took me three years to build. I've got about a third of it is sectioned off, and it's my man cave. I have a couch, coffee table, TV, beer fridge, and then two thirds of it is um, incubator and snakes. That's uh, that's that's my uh, I call it the snake den. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Very cool.
2: Cool. Uh.
1: Yeah, when you uh I'm I'm going through that now. It 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 excites me again when you got your reptile room. I was telling Owen before the show started, I got um I got these hooks so that I can actually hang up my snake hooks on the wall, you know? And it's mm-hmm. just like it's it seems stupid, but it's I don't not know, stupid. it's stupid. It's not It's not like stupid. the little things, you
3: know? You're like <laughs> Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I have a whole pegboard on the back side of my wall that I hang my hooks, my feeding tongs, my temp gun, I've got a a, li- a clamp light on there if I need extra light, my calendars on there, the therm- a couple thermometers for room temperature. I it's not I, it's a it's a must. I think pegboard in the snake room is like pegboard in a workshop. You got to have it. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um Well, that would lead us to,
1: uh, let's talk a little bit about record keeping. Um, do you do any kind of record keeping? Uh, if you do, what do you, what do you keep records of? Um, how do you do it? And do you ever use the info for anything?
3: Uh, I do keep records. I'm not so crazy that I keep like defecation and urates and I don't do all that. Uh, I keep feeding records. I keep shed records. I keep ovulation records. Um, and that's about it. Uh, and I use reptile scan. I like reptile scan. I think that it can be a little time consuming sometimes, especially now. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that until I had this clutch, you know, and, uh, I definitely think it could be a little time-consuming. However, uh, I the, the the main seller for Reptile Scan for me is is that you can when you sell a baby, you just print it off. You're just like boop, and you print it yeah. off. you has got a picture of the baby. You can put it in. You can put it in the package with the animal. Send it off no like there's no there's no worrying about oh did i get all did i get everything that they might want uh no i like that part of it. it it sells it for me uh and it's worth the time that it takes to do um i as far as using it uh i use it i use it whenever i have problems uh problem feeders um or if i'm just i use it for referencing you know uh as far as the uh, ovulation and calendar and dates and stuff like that but uh I because my my collection's so small I can I can usually have a pretty good idea what's going on as far as who's who's where you know as, as far as mm-hmm. feeding and shed cycle and stuff like that so yes I use it but I it's not my end all beat all I write a lot of stuff on my calendar um
2: mm-hmm.
3: whenever it, when it's important things such as problem feeders that haven't eaten for what i what i think to be a dangerous amount of time, you know, things like that. But uh, uh I'm pretty uh hardcore as far as feeding records as for the neonates. Not I do I do uh keep feeding records for my adults, but if i miss a feeding or if i if i have one that one didn't eat and i just toss it to another, sometimes i won't put it on there. Uh that's that's just me being lazy, i guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's but also me being honest with you also. Right. The uh the one thing that I wanted
1: to uh the hit on about babies is is that breadlies are kinda drab when they're uh hatch out. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you've noticed that, you know, has helped you pick what your holdbacks would be or a specific look?
3: Have you seen them uh progress any oh, i've seen them pro- i've seen them progress uh as far as picking uh i don't have any advice <laughs> that's horrible but I don't have any advice because <laughs> i kinda i kind of uh I, when I picked mine I picked mine for what looked good to me you know uh my specific my fours male, he was pretty he was pretty red already when i purchased him uh nick takes some pretty good pictures so he he represents animals pretty well uh uh and and the harris line female i got her and she was kind of a a surprise as i got her because she was maybe one of two that were left in his stock that was online and uh and it was kind of a shot in the dark i didn't know i mean i didn't know what i was getting into as far as what she would turn out like you know it was my first go into morelia but she turned out to be really good looking um now as far as the babies that i have the, the the units that i have currently uh what i'm looking for is uh the not the red i'm not looking at the red i'm looking at
2: the cream
3: the banding in the spots and i'm looking at uh the amount of black that's around those and how clear that cream is how how if there's any tipping in the cream or if the cream is just Cream or yellow or, I mean, it's different in every bird but But uh, I'm looking more at uh, not the red and because of the project that I've got going on. So as far as tips, I don't really have any tips because I'm kind of figuring it out myself. But uh, uh, I can tell you that's what I'm looking for. Uh, and I'm kind of basing that off of uh, what I've heard on you all show before with jungles is is they're looking at the black and the darker colors because it's always easier to push that yellow in later. You know, you can, you could, uh, or from what the the breeze y'all, y'all have had on, uh, say it's, it's, the black is harder to get just jet black, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of, um, it's, it's a, it's a hypothesis that I have and I'm trying to see if it's, it's a valid one, but you
2: know,
1: you know, it was. Uh, I was talking to Andrew Paris today because I was taking. He was asking me to take some updated pictures of a jungle that I that I got from him, and I did. And when I had the jungles all together, I noticed that. Um,
0: uh, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry, I'm, Nothing. I'm, I'm
1: moving. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm opening sure. the door. No worries. I no. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs>
2: Just Sorry,
0: Owen. I always yell at
2: Owen. I'm
0: not doing nothing. All right.
1: Anyway anyway, I was saying that um you know, when you look at the jungles side by side, um, they all have a different just the, the yellow is even different in them. So it got me thinking that, you know, by looking at that you could definitely see um, you could take those projects in in any way uh, that you could possibly you know to, I, I, let me post the pictures over in the chat so you know what I'm talking about but just the yellow so my question would be I wonder if you could do that with the bread lie as well um, that's
2: uh, that's
3: my question as well
1: <laughs> yeah
3: there's only one way to answer this
0: question then it's to breed more bread
3: life. so right. and that's that's my plan there right.
0: you go.
1: See,
3: <laughs> but you're posting a anyway. picture in the chat eric did you say that yeah he is yeah
1: I, i've been okay. posting a lot of pictures in the chat but what i'm talking about is you'll see when you look at these jungles side by side you see the one okay. is like really like uh it's it's the yellow is very light then this one is you know the yellow is kind of in between and then the last one the yellow is very intense so yeah i'm you know that got me thinking like with other carpets like just different ways you could just take a selective breeding is uh it's it's limitless
3: i guess is what i'm saying oh yeah and that's what's exciting about so that's what gets me jazzed up about selective breeding is that i mean the 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 uh the amount of options that you have. I mean, you just pick a direction you want to go and, and, and stay patient and, and stay the course. And and the chances are you're going to hit it eventually, you know, chances are that if you, if you put your nose to the grindstone, you're going to hit it eventually. And that's what excites me. To me, it's more rewarding than not to take anything away from Morse, but it's more rewarding than, than uh, the instant gratification that you get from, From producing more. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. I'm with you. So, let's
0: kind of step away from bread lie real quick. Okay. And I figured you were going to be doing you 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 thought correctly. Um, (laughs) And I would be the one to do it.
1: So, let's go to. uh, But you don't have them, but okay.
2: Shut up. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up.
3: Uh uh what do you want Shut to know up. about Brisbane? I, uh, I had to man. I, I, I to. wanna to know
0: everything. Everything about Brisbane. Um, what are they like compared
3: to other carpet pythons?
0: In attitude, uh, everything like
3: that. Being that my sample size is very small, uh, I don't know. Uh to my compared to my bread lie they're uh very uh they twitchy. They could be a little twitchy. <laughs> Right. Uh, and not not necessarily my male he's he's pretty mellow he's got a fantastic feeding response but what he's pretty he's hook trained but uh um my female i tell my wife all the time like i can read snakes pretty well i'm pretty good at reading snakes i can't read this snake at all i can't i can't the one that the, the calendar picture that that snake she's just a little strange she does it she she does the some of the normal snake i'm pulling her out right now she does some of the normal snake stuff the normal carpet python stuff but i just she's she's a little different i can't she does that thing where you ever have a snake where they're they're curling up your arm and they start rubbing yeah. their face real hard on your skin like they're about to open up their mouth and just take a big chunk out of you you know what i'm yeah. talking about Yep. Yeah, she does she does that a lot, but she never takes a chunk out of me but I'm always like, Come on, don't
2: don't bite me. Go get the snake hook. Don't, do yeah. <laughs> don't do it, don't do
3: it, don't do, don't do But uh uh what I could say is when, when they get once you kinda get them out of the cage and get them knowing that you're cool and they need to be fed. That's something that I've uh figured out. They 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 need food, um as far as they're hungry all the time mine are anyway and they love their asfs uh their color is interesting they're very they're very they're variable very variable my male looks nothing like my female as far as uh color is concerned now pattern yeah but color my male is much brighter uh but he also doesn't have the iridescence that she has um okay and they're going through right now i've kind of they've gotten out of that uh juvenile slash sub-adult mode and they're turning that food into size real quick uh they've jumped up in size i think they're about two and a half yeah about two and a half right now they're 14 they're 14 models so uh they're turning this food into to size in a way that the breadline never did uh and when people say that they're larger i i believe it for sure um uh, they're, they're They can. They have the capability of getting larger. I believe it. Uh, uh, awesome. What else? What do you What do you want to know about them? Give me a specific well, question. What's
0: What's your goal for the project? And if you say
3: to breed them the jaguars, I am not. No, 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 to no, no, You
2: You should yeah, know better than
3: to ask me that question. I do. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, no, I'm breeding them to each other. And okay. so, what i with the male, he's uh, you've seen pictures of my male, haven't you?
2: Yeah,
3: I'll post a picture of him so, or a younger picture, I'll put it on the chat real quick. But uh, he's really, really bright. Uh, uh-huh. Nick uh sent him to me, and he he highly recommended uh, that snake. And so, so when Nick highly recommends something, you typically say okay. <laughs> and uh, you typically do that, yeah. <laughs> and so, hold on, I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Sorry. Sorry. Um He he. When I got them, they were about I think they want to say they're about eight months old. Had to do the whole payment plan deal, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, when I got them, they're about eight months old, and they kind of look like your typical. Coastal, you know, kind of drab Nothing, there wasn't anything Crazy special about them, I was excited Because I knew what they were, you know, but there, was, As far as visually There wasn't anything To a point where you're like, dang there, I just posted the mail Up there on the chat, but uh, So What I noticed, right at about a year old He started to get his nose He didn't change anywhere else but his nose And it kind of freaked me out at first because right. I was like, oh, what is that, mucus? What's going on? And I'm like looking at it. I'm thinking he's got a respiratory infection or something It's like dried up mucus. But no, right. his scales were turning this like wheat, honey, golden gold, like this gold color. And he just started getting lighter and lighter. And every shed he's just lighter. And to a point where I'm like, oh, my God, this is my favorite snake in my collection. This, <laughs> is, this is it right here. So my goal is is to produce more like him. And uh, uh, and enhance it as much as I can. I mean, if you can do that with jungles, if you can bring that color out with jungles, why can't you do it with coastals? I think you could. Why not? I mean, I think you totally could. I uh, there's there's so that's they're 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 really cool. I I I dig them quite a bit. Uh, they've they've been a learning experience for me because they. Their their body language is completely different than a, a bread lie. So, uh, but as long as you keep them fat and happy, they're they're pretty cool. They're happy with everything. So yeah, yeah. Um, I
0: got maybe, I got a question. Oh, go ahead, Owen. Sorry. Yeah, damn right, you're sorry. Anyway, uh, it's
2: social <laughs> time. You
0: be quiet. Anyway, the uh, um, you said the female is different looking. I mean, if. If you were to get some babies to look like her, would you kind of split the projects and go one way with him, one way with her, and because of the yes. variability in the yes. day? Why are you think, reading
3: my Why are you reading my mind? You can't read because my it's, what I it's, I Zuna, it's what I would do. What I would do. Well, no, you well, like well, that iridescence because you like the white You're looking. At, you're thinking about that That picture of that on the I, calendar and you, the iridescence and that. And you know what? Honestly, I wasn't too stunned with her. Until I took her outside for that, that photo that little photo op. I uh yeah. I took those pictures and I was like, Holy shit
0: they uh she's she's I did a good one,
3: very <laughs> she's <laughs> very dark and very iridescent. I may have a secondary pot project going on here. And so yes, yeah. uh I uh I definitely uh am gonna go that way with them as well. And uh nothing down the middle. It's gonna be one extreme or the other. As far as holdbacks are concerned, sure. All right. so my
1: my question was gonna be, have you thought about what's gonna be your approach with breeding these guys
3: um I, uh, you know i I think that i'm gonna because of the southern ranging uh coastal uh I think that I'm gonna introduce around the same time that I introduced spreadly a little bit later. Uh, maybe not quite as late maybe instead of because i introduced my bread light at the end of february i may introduce the, the the brisbane's at the beginning of february where when it's still a little bit cool in the room uh and it's just a it's just a theory that i that i have I, and, and it may not work and i may fail epically but uh <laughs> i have a thing for the whole spring breeders thing i think that that's where my collection's going to start moving uh or not, continue moving. Uh, because, I guess, uh, southern ranging coastals, you could, I mean, they're kind of late winter breeders, right? You could use I mean, Theoretically, they'd be like a late winter breeder. Right. Yeah. <sighs> or they what should about be,
1: anyway. A, what about as far as uh, size? Do you have a size in mind when you're going to breed these guys? Or are you looking for at age?
3: Age. 100%. Age. Okay. Uh Age. I, the next season, I'm going to attempt to breed them. Uh, they're, uh, in my opinion, they're probably at breeding size now, but I don't feel that they're at breeding age. I think age is a lot more important. My opinion, age is more important as far as the females concerned, not the male, but the female. I'd right. agree. Uh, I just, I, it freaks me out. I don't want to have. I don't. It, and I know it happens, and and I'm not saying anything against anybody that it ha- that it happens to. You, and I know that it can happen for other reasons, but egg binding scares the shit out of me. It's scary. That it's scary. Well Like it I could. would hate, I would hate to lose a female to egg binding. It would it would it would crush me. It would crush me. You know, and uh, especially uh, a giant two year old python that I could have waited an extra year and maybe prevented that from happening. So. No, I, 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 I that's where I'm at it. That's why age is more important to me. I think that the the maturity of the reproductive system is uh plays a heavier factor than their size. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um cool. So I guess the only other question I mean, so these coastals are supposedly from everything that we've heard are you know they get huge? Are you
3: yeah.
1: gearing towards that way? Do you see them growing up that way?
3: Uh, well, you don't have other gro- coastals with to compare the, to, right? I don't have hmm. any other coastals to compare to. uh However, that tristar looked really nice. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah, okay. someone, someone someone could help you with that. Yeah, I, I bet you could. uh uh I, I if they're going to get big, I'll let them get big. I'm not going to overfeed them or anything like that. I'm not going to push them to get big. But right. if their size is dictating the size of food that I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them the size of food they can handle. I'm not I'm not going to pump them with it, but if I have a female that is is pre-breeding season and she can handle a larger guinea pig, I'm going to give it to her. And and I'll give her the cage space to deal with that, but then that's the benefit of having a small collection, I, in my opinion. I think that's the the cool thing about having a small collection, uh, a smaller collection. Y'all are y'all are in the major leagues compared to me, but I have the space to to, to do obnoxiously large cages. Right, right. right. I
1: have. Uh, I don't. We're talking about big coastals. And something just popped up on my Facebook feed, and I'm sharing it over in the chat. But this coastal ate some guinea pigs. Holy. <laughs> I, oh, man. <laughs> That's a wild coastal. <laughs> Holy shit.
3: A wild coastal at ate guinea pigs in Australia?
1: Yeah.
3: I guess they had them as a pet your, or something.
1: They shouldn't somebody have guinea paid. pigs in
3: Australia, should they? Are they allowed to have guinea pigs in Australia? No I guess one knows. They are. <laughs> guess so. Wow. That's he, huge. He Good an night. Like four of them. <laughs> like that. Yeah. It ate a whole family of guinea pigs.
0: Oh, the poor little ones. <laughs> ah, whatever. That's what they get for being outside. But anyway, um, that, that does kind of seem a little crazy to have an animal that would get. I mean, I have large coastals around like this seven, eight foot mark, and I had one that was actually closer to nine. Um with those animals getting that big is gonna come larger clutches. So would you kinda try to keep them on the smaller size so you wouldn't be dealing with like clutches in the
3: forties? Or are you gonna um, take
0: all forty Brisbane babies?
3: So I mean, I wouldn't mind getting some blackheads, so uh <laughs> <laughs> That'll
0: fix that awful quick.
3: Uh, dun, 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 dun.
2: <laughs> I guess what
3: I'm saying, I, I mean, I'll, I'll let them grow. To, uh, what, what have you guys heard as far as Bri- Brisbane's like nine, ten foot, right? Round about uh, I heard, eight.
0: I, I've heard nine, ten foot, which means I'm pretty sure eight is going to be fine.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Eight is, so, a, is a, so you're talking a little bit br- bigger than the, the female bread line that I currently have, and I'm totally okay right. with that. Honestly, I'm, yeah. that's, I can deal with an eight foot long snake. That's that now when you, if we're talking eight foot and morbidly obese, then no, mm-hmm. but I like to keep my, my stuff pretty trimmed. I don't, I don't over, I try not to overfeed and, uh, and that's part of the whole very varied, uh, feeding. I, I think that feeding a big old fat rat, every single feeding, you're just, you're just adding to that, that, that fat intake. Now, you take a quail which has less fat, or or something smaller, or ASF for instance that doesn't have a lot of fat, uh, and they just get that protein, and they're not they're not getting the fatty liver and all all that craziness, you know. So I, I'm not. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want a power feed, but if they're going to get ten foot, that'd be pretty cool to have a ten foot coastal right if it's healthy and lean and good looking. Hell yeah! That? Now, but you know. That's going to be I, a
0: would that's I would going love to be a it. Bigger cage. I would love it. I
1: mean, melamine cage. So.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. That'll
3: be that'll be an animal plastics cage. I will not be building <laughs> that cage. <laughs>
1: can you can you imagine the head on a ten foot coastal, oh, How
3: impressive uh, that would be. Oh, it dude. Was. <laughs> it's, that's beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah, you had a girl that was about that. Was she ten foot? Uh, Sophie. Was nine Sophie, and right? A half. Sophie and she was nine. When she yeah. died, I measured her and she was nine and a half. Damn, that was, that that had to break in, broken your heart, man. That 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 oh, sucks. Killer. But that sucks. She was. That's that's what like a bunch of people posted up. I think it was like a thread where we were like,
0: uh, what's your biggest clutch? And I like and I totally missed it until I got tagged in it by several people. So mm-hmm. it was it's one of those. And and it did break my heart. But you know what? I got her daughter. And I know several people that have offspring from her, so I'm like watching and waiting for them to like
2: breed because I want to
0: see if any of them can get like monstrous in size, get like huge. So,
2: yeah. Hey, I, I want to
3: give props where props are due. That that uh, breadline that I was talking about that was posted up earlier was uh, Jeff Beck. He has a really oh, yeah. nice looking. I, Nick thinks it's a Lasik line animal. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. If he breeds it, I'm gonna be the first one over there asking him what's up. You know, <laughs> I like <laughs> but, the uh, I like the I like the Lasik ones.
0: My my uh, trio are Lasik line animals. So
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, Evan had my back on that one. He just messaged me, "Hey, it was Jeff." So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, but yeah, I I. Uh, I they're, the Brisbane's are cool I, it was a, a project that i was really excited to get in on as early as i did i mean i'm i know that i'm not the earliest or anything like that but uh i i got i got my pair in 2014 and uh i i felt very uh privileged i guess to to have gotten a pair at at that time and uh i it took me a long time to pay them off and and uh and i and part of uh my collection being small is I, I try to be kind of selective as of what I bring in. I'm not saying people with large collections aren't, but I try to uh, to streamline it so that I don't get overwhelmed because I've got two daughters right. and I've got a family, and I work forty hours a week, and I don't want my animals to suffer because of my life because I'm choosing to have them. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at as far as that's concerned. Right. Uh, that's a good way to look at it.
1: I guess that's sort of. Um, Brings us into the uh the next topic is um you know, we sort of were talking about this on the round table and I figured maybe uh you would have some thoughts on it, but do you think that carpets are overproduced in the States? Or just in general?
3: You know, I I don't think that they're overproduced. I think people need to be more careful at what they're pairing together. Does that makes sense. Like, I think that if people were a little bit more uh, uh, selective as, uh, to what they're pairing together, that it wouldn't be a topic of discussion. Um, I think there's a lot of byproduct, and and uh, so I guess it would be yes. I think they're maybe a little bit overproduced. Not crazy. I don't think it's like Ball Python or anything like that. Uh, maybe a little overproduced, but not down where I'm at. Uh, Texas doesn't uh, – we have a carpet community, but if you go to the shows, there's not a whole hell of a lot of people selling carpets. It, uh, right. There's not a lot of – yeah, we got uh, Michael Pinnell and uh, uh, and a lot of other people, and they go to the shows, but there's not a lot of guys that uh, – Lower levels that don't have names for themselves that are that are kind of charging the forefront. So I don't think here in this particular area they are, but uh, I, you see a lot of of them online and on Facebook and and. I don't know. I I think it's a touchy subject, kind of. It's a little bit. I try not. I try to stay out of that kind of stuff. I I'm a lurker on Facebook. I don't post a lot. I'll post <laughs> a thing here and there. I
2: I kind of watch,
3: but I don't post a lot. And so I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like I said, everything about being on y'all show is uh, is is my opinion strictly, and I'm not trying to force that on anybody else. But in in things that I've seen, but uh, I think that. They are a little. They can. They. They are. They. They have the. They are a little overproduced. So, but not in a way that the ball pythons are. And right. I mean, I still produce a clutch of ball pythons every other year, but I don't sell them. I give them away to friends and and people that I know that I'm trying to get into the hobby. And it's. A, I mean, say what you will about ball pythons, but they're a fantastic starter snake, in my opinion. As long as you can grasp their, the temperature ranges and humidity that they require, as far as having good sheds and stuff like that, I mean, other than a corn snake, it's probably there's not a better starter snake, you know, as far as not getting bit and stuff like that. So I prefer right. the clutch. I disagree like six with sixer. Yeah, I mean, ball you know, pythons, I know you do.
0: Eric gets bit by all the ball pythons. Uh, <laughs> Rob
1: Stone, Rob Stone will attest to it. They are freaking nasty, man! It's, well, it's, that bite the shit out of me. Has anybody ever checked? Has
0: anybody ever checked? Do ball pythons prefer hobbits?
3: Because I mean,
1: I don't know. Maybe
0: they so do, man. Watch it now, watch it
3: now, Owen. I'm hey, only 5'9", hey, man. Eric's not that short. You need to calm down. You
0: got, the, you got the, beard that adds like several feet to you. So anyway, but I
3: appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're welcome.
0: So the, so it's just like I don't know. We were we were cleaning at Bill's place for carpet vest. And I'm worried about this carpandro that's trying to crap all over me. And Eric's like the ball python bit me. And Bill's like, how did you shove your hand in its mouth? So yeah, all ball pythons tend to bite Eric. So yeah. Yeah, as
3: as was it, that, to was, it to Eric, was it Bill's was it Bill's pissed off pied because that one almost nailed me. Was it yeah? The pied? It's probably yeah. Dude, yeah, that what? thing. I, I don't think that's a ball python thing. I think that's an no. animal thing. <laughs> that thing is that thing is crazy. That thing is mean, dude. <laughs>
1: No, but I have I have some ball pythons and dude, I'm telling you, man, they are freaking, they're vicious. I mean, I have and a and... mine are
3: babies, man. Mine are babies. Oh, you? Yeah. I, I see. Now, okay, you just brought up scrubs. Okay, so mm. scrubs scare me a little bit, right? Why, but, man? Because they they're face fighters. They like they want to well, rip your eyeballs out of your face. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, There's something bad. about a, a Moluccan scrub, is just a that's that is a f- fantastic animal. Uh, they, I've never I've never seen one that I didn't like. They're 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 great. I've never held one or interacted with one, but uh, on picture in pictures they're they're fantastic. They're phenomenal.
0: They're actually the only scrub python that I will tolerate. I hate all of the other ones, but. Blue thing, <laughs> If I can get a pair of Malukans again, I'll be a happy camper. I'll get rid of this Tanabar, and I have a pair of Southerns, which it's weird that the Southerns are actually they do not have the same reputation as the other Barnacks have, so they're like a lot calmer and collected and they're not psychotic, at least the two that I have aren't um but Tanabars are like the little dog with a bad attitude there's me, so crapping all over you. See, that's Lung the thing I don't
3: like. I don't dig the whole crapping all over you thing. I can deal with losing blood. I don't want to get crapped on. I'm not a big fan. Now. No, it's not happy. I mean, yeah, they really have
0: <laughs> kind of <ruined> the day. <laughs> that's
1: why you say yeah. those stages for
0: last. Because if it happened first and you still had a bunch of clean juice,
1: I'd be furious. When I, so, when I yeah. had a lot of scrubs, you had. To, I did them on a separate day. Because I almost treated them yeah. like, like they were venomous. Uh, because I had to be in that state of mind, you know what I mean? Like, oh, hell because yeah. yeah. Oh, hell when, yeah. yeah. When I'm in, uh, when I'm in carpet Python mode, you know, my carpets don't bother me at all. It's just like, boom, 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 you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I think I have, I have two of them that are probably like, no matter what, they're coming out to bite me, but I know that. So I'm prepared and they're a male. Yeah. So in my collection, they're probably like maybe four foot if they're lucky. Mm, and uh yeah, <laughs> so uh yeah. two foot it's a low blow yeah, right? it's a low blow <laughs> yeah i know maybe a foot and a half i don't know Yeah, um, but uh when you uh when you would deal with those scrubs man I, i've said this a bunch of times on the show but god damn they would be crawling up the window wrapped in the blinds you got two snake hooks going meanwhile pissing on one end biting you on the other i'm like what the hell am i doing this for (laughs) like what what i I, you know
3: but see that that was my experience oh not quite that much but my experience with uh the nicaraguan red-tailed boas i had a pair of those and they just it lit me up all time. I mean, full grown lit me up, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm done. I don't. You're not that pretty, and <laughs> yeah. you just bite me and shit everywhere, and I'm, I'm tired welcome, of you. Welcome to
0: my world with the Dominican red mountain boat. Why are you dude? But here? those are
3: it's something about red. I think that's the thing about bread breadlight. I want some Dominicans. Dominicans are oh. so beautiful, man. They're, whew. Well, I, you know, I would I, love a pair of those. I might just box
0: a- them up and send them to you. So uh, okay, you know, okay, Christ. I'll take them. I'll
3: take them. <laughs> do train, I've always the thought space. they're cool. Well. Yeah, I could do that. We could do. We could maybe, maybe be able to work something <laughs> out on the side there. There you go.
2: <laughs> Make it be uh, a
3: deal but yeah there's there's a few things i want to get into but like i was saying earlier i i think i want to get my room more geared to uh as uh spring breeders and uh i've been looking at diamonds and inlands pretty that's, that's hard I was diamonds and inlands i can't in. decide i can only add a pair a year i've decided that okay. that's what i'm going to do a pair a year and I don't know whether I want to get inlands or if I want to Ooh. get diamonds. I, it's a are hard one me,
2: man, man.
0: Whoa, whoa, Are you ready? Diamonds. Yeah, I'm
3: ready. Get diamonds. diamonds.
0: Okay. Get the diamonds. Inlands are only going to get better because more people are refining them. Get the Yeah, diamonds but what, I now want to be the more people. I want to
3: be the more people. You want to be the
0: more people? people well, <laughs> well, also, the price of inlands are going down. Get the diamonds. The diamonds are where everything's at right now. And that's you can true. get a really nice pair, or you can even just get one reduced pattern female and really love it. So. See,
3: the reduced patterns don't really do it for me, man. Mm-hmm. I, I like, uh, and I know that's blasphemous, but I like, mm-hmm. I like the, I like the, I mean, I like the yellow on black. That's nice, but those ones that are just white on black, the, hey. the, they're just white on black. Like the, the one in the calendar this year. Yes, that yeah. animal. It, to me, is the epitome of a diamond. That is an amazing animal. And, whew, if I could have something like that, I feel like I would be at the pinnacle. Like, I've heard you say, Eric, that, that, that diamonds kind of took the place of uh, Bolins, you know, as far as... Yes. Uh, I feel that way. I Like, Bolins are cool. I like Bolins. They're amazing animals. But, man, a big, mature diamond python this black and white... Oh man, that, hard that, defeat, that's something man. about that. Oh man. Oh, I, 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 that's, I think that, and and I'm leaning a, pretty hard towards the Diamonds, but yeah. the Inlands are cool too, man. The Inlands, I, I really think the Inlands are going to be doing some stuff.
2: There, There's going to
3: be some selective breeding going on with the Inlands that we don't even, we're, we're not even privy to the information. We We don't, we can't even imagine what's going to go on with them. Well, it's like it could just
0: be one silver pepper that somehow okay. miraculously yes. found its way to Europe. <laughs> I mean, for the love of God, can that just happen? I won't even do that's
3: that. A, so. That's a morph that I would actually get into. That's that, there you that go. is uh, that's a beautiful morph. Hear that,
1: Mister Whitaker? We're over here ready to drop cold hard cash, <laughs> and you're over there breeding them to albinos and shit. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's um so uh let me see if I can give you some advice. So diamonds are probably um I yeah, the, the, <laughs> They're no, they're the pinnacle. But I'm with you man. I think that inland uh when they're selectively bred, um they're gonna be the pet carpet python, I think. It's going to be a blue I think so carpet too. python, man. It's going to be blue with red. And blue and red.
0: It's, <laughs> it's blue and red.
1: It's America It's America.
3: Merca. The God. We need to die. call it the Merca carpet they already, python. They already yeah. Do that with tigers. Like uh, there's an, oh, there's yeah. an
0: American.
3: Oh no, that, that, that was sad. That's not good. That's not. Yeah. No. That's not good. The difference is, is this will actually be blue and red. Uh, not the, just like brown,
2: yeah, like brown and <laughs> yeah. pink. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> just because you're crossing two colors doesn't mean that both those colors are going to come out. It's like paint, you know, crossing
0: <laughs> both colors. If you mix in enough colors, all you're going to get is like brown or black.
3: It's, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I, the... I'm leaning more towards the diamonds for sure. Sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say if you see some of the some of the guys down in Australia, what they've done with inlands is. It's pretty impressive, man. You know, we're uh, not in
0: Australia. I've told you that numerous times.
1: So I know the I, <laughs> I know that, but that just tells me that the selective breeding. That means we, we, need done. Yeah, we need to push
3: harder,
2: knucklehead. We need to push harder. We need to work harder.
1: <laughs> hey, we do, but I'm also going to
0: say right now is that I think we know someone in Australia right now, currently.
1: We know somebody in Australia right now. Isn't Crystal Lemmy in Australia Or did I miss that on Facebook Oh uh, no yeah They're all in Australia On the trip that we yeah. Should have been on Yeah they're there So, so all <laughs> Oh see I was people. gonna bust your guys' balls
3: About that What the hell Y'all talked yeah. so much smack And then you didn't that's go I stuck. had to buy a house man yeah. Oh okay No that's understandable you, uh, Hey How, uh, There's yeah. always 2017 You know Yeah That's right Next year is, I'm going I don't give a shit I'm
1: <laughs> I'm checking my passport right
3: now. So hey, they fly I'll direct go. from Texas. You can fly direct from Texas to Australia now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. They've that got Australian Airlines. Shit. I think is what it's called. But yeah, they go straight from Texas. Oh, dude. So that's you can play. You
1: could come down there. You can play <laughs> Jump off and go straight go to, to
2: Australia. Australia. Go <laughs> it God oh, damn. Done. Can, oh can man. Have man. We, can
0: have, we can recreate the hungover flight from Texas to Pennsylvania, but it can last forever. That sounds like a great idea.
2: Then
3: he can get <laughs> to Australia and drink some fosters and have a good there old time. Go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All the Australians right now are like cursing at us. <laughs> I know. Fosters. But, we, but,
3: we we love you. We love you. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, we do. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to go yeah. to
3: their carpet fest. Uh, well, know, if they would actually right? have one, if they would actually have a carpet Fist. Well, well, they do you know, now? Uh, it's not uh, called car- yeah, it's not called Carpet not, No, no, no. But it's it's got to be called Carpet Fist. It's got to be the Australian chapter of Carpet Fist. Or else it doesn't count. I'm with you, Owen. I'm with you
2: 100%.
1: <laughs> before you die, before you I want die. the Carpet Fest to be. This one carpet
0: fest in Australia, it's all I want. And I want an international carpet fest. I don't care what country it's in, goddammit. And I don't care if it's three people sitting around wearing the same t shirt calling it a carpet fest. I want an international carpet fest.
3: I say it's either carpet fest. It's
1: It's it's either in Australia or we hit up Paul and go visit his spot.
3: (laughs) Oh dude, have you guys ever been to the UK? Have you ever been to the UK? No. No. Oh man. Oh, it's sick. I love the UK. UK's. It's uh, you got to go before you die. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. All right. It's cool because they speak the same. They speak the same language as us, but their slang is completely different. But you can understand what they're saying, so there's no (laughs) language barrier.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) That's cool. So they don't know what a John is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No.
3: no, no or or if you if is. you if if you said water they'd probably look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> what do you want? I want some water. <laughs> oh
1: man!
3: Uh, People in I, this country do that. So yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Y'all are crazy because right. you're not you're not from the south. Yeah, we're from America. We're from up north. America. we're Yankees. You're from up uh, <laughs> Yankees. You damn oh Yankees! Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: we were we were pegged
3: as Yankees for at least for the first hey, five minutes. Hey, hey, we love you guys. Come on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. See, I, I want to say love. that, but you were one of the guys that came up when I was practically dying at Bill's house, and I, and I don't know if <laughs> you came up with the with the nicest of intent. I think you were the You're being you're me, being a punk. Like, you're being a punk. Head.
3: You're being a punk. You you, you 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 smoked a cigar and you crapped out. You can't do that at a no. <laughs> no, again, again, I think you were going
0: to help him shape like, half my head or
3: something. Well, Bill, so. Bill's Bill's a cool guy, and if he says, "Hey, I need you to have my back," I'm I'm I mean, it's his house. I'm going to go up there and have his back. <laughs> yeah. He sees him way more than he sees you, Owen, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not really. I see I see Bill about the same time as same amount as you guys, maybe once or twice more. Not 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 okay. that much. I live like about 2 hours away from Bill. An hour and a half, 2 hours. Oh shit. Okay. Wow. All
1: right. So, we're going to add I guess we'll add this to the closing questions that Owen's got um we're on recorded time now but uh yes, okay i'll ask this one and then Owen, you can take over the rest of them what no is point. the most important piece of equipment in your reptile room
3: the hands-down most important equip piece of equipment in my reptile room is my split hvac system that you were talking about last week i have one in my reptile room it allows me to climate control my room within about a degree. And uh, without it, I would not have a reptile room. So that is the single most important piece of equipment. Okay. Very cool. All
0: right. So the closing questions would be, uh, if you could have any reptile without any limitations of law or price, what would it be and why?
3: That's an impossible question, guys. You know, Do you know that? We That's know. an impossible yes, question. Yeah, we do. That's why, no. we had...
0: That's why we make you do it.
3: Um, without question of law, you know, probably a marine iguana and or a Galapagos tortoise. <laughs> those, those two are like a marine iguana is just a sick looking animal. It looks like Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's, that's, a and, and a Galapagos tortoise just because they are old and awesome.
0: Cool. All right. So if you could go herping anywhere in the world, where would you go and what would you be hoping to find?
3: So I'm not going to give the obvious answer, uh, which is Australia. Uh, so, It's a close second for me. But I really would like to go to Madagascar and uh, go herping for, uh, uh, what is it, Uh, um, uh, Sandinia madagascarensis, the the tree boa, the Madagascar tree boa. I would like to have those in my collection at some point, uh, as well as the Dumeril's boa, just because they're awesome. And like I said, I don't know that I have any intent on breeding mine, but – they're really, really cool animals. Uh, uh, they're, they're they're, pretty badass. Cool.
0: So, do you want to check out your Facebook website, email real fast, where somebody can get a hold of you if they want to inquire about some bread lie or some of the other stuff you got going on?
3: Yes. Uh, uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Facebook uh, at Rage Beard Reptiles. Uh, that's my page. I respond pretty quick to messages. I do not have a website. I know I'm falling short, but it's going to be coming within the next year. Um, uh, yeah, that that's, that's the Facebook's the easiest way to contact me as far as animals are concerned. I would like to give a shout out to uh, my Southern Carpet Fest folks. Uh, we're going to be starting to post Southern Carpet Fest uh, information uh, when it's going down t-shirts, how much it costs, uh hang out information uh pretty soon. Uh, me and Bill and Evan and some of the guys are going to get together and get that all worked out, but I uh uh definitely if you're in Texas or the surrounding states, it's worth coming to and and seeing some of the local community because they're great guys and and uh they've they've made it for I have reptile friends, but because I did not have reptile friends years ago, so it's a pretty cool deal. Awesome. Cool. And yeah, we're gonna try to, we're going to try to make it down again
0: for Southern Carpet Fest. So you better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the tradition now. I have to go, so it's locked in. <laughs>
3: so do you, Owen? You made it the no, next. Really? You gotta go, dude. Come on, man. I'm selling the snake to come to to the Northeast. You gotta come on. Come on
0: yeah yeah I get, yeah yeah. i got it i got you like a vacation to build country so all right
1: <laughs> so i missed it did you guys say that you have a set date or no there's
3: we haven't worked it out yet we're gonna we'll just okay. be on the lookout for it uh it'll it'll be up here shortly we're gonna have a okay. little meeting and figure all that out gotcha yeah, we got to come up
1: with a date too, Owen. We need to to nail that yeah, down. Yeah,
0: we do. We should do stuff like they're doing, you know. Yeah. For carpet
1: fest. Maybe we'll have like a little pre-carpet fest at my place, and we can hang out and do that kind of thing. How about that? Perfect. <laughs> that's what love
3: it. that's what Evan was talking about. A little pre-carpet fest action. Yeah. There
1: you go. Yeah, those shirts you did were pretty cool, man. I uh,
3: I appreciate I love mine. It,
1: man. <laughs>
3: yeah. Good job. I appreciate it. Thank you. So,
1: yeah, anything else you want to hit on before we jump off or?
3: No, I uh I other than I I have nothing but the utmost respect for you guys and it was an honor to be on you all show and I've learned a lot from you guys. I wouldn't be where I'm at in this hobby without you. Thank, Thank you, it. man, and uh yeah.
1: great having you on. Good talking with you. Welcome back anytime. Thanks, sir. You're going to be it. part of our uh Redline round table, right? when we get that going. I'm ready I'm ready all give me right. a call all I'm right. I'm I'm down whenever you guys are okay all right I'll be hitting you up Awesome. all right, all right man talk to you take later take care all right bye bye all right bread lie man bread lie I know I know uh, that gets people excited I dig them um what Nothing. Are you reading the chat? No, I'm not reading
0: the chat. (laughs) I dig him. I'm like, I dig him. Well, no shit. It's like, you know, we know that. Uh,
1: Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So next week, I'm pretty excited, man. We got the man, the legend, Mr. Michael Pinnell from Pythons in a Pear Tree. And uh, round two of Michael
0: Pinnell that Round 1 was like in season 1 of the show or something like
1: that. Yeah. yeah, we haven't we haven't talked to Mike in a long time. And Excellent. um for those of you who don't know that are maybe new to carpets, you might see this uh every once in a while you'll see somebody to refer to an M Pen Coastal. Yeah, that's those who we're are the talking good about. Ones. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. Those are the good ones. Yeah. Um just to give you an idea, I'm going to I, – well, I did. I already posted a picture of, of a Michael Pinnell coastal. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, – of course, we're going to be talking about his coastals and where his projects are. Um, and uh, we're also going to be talking about inlands. So um, I know that uh, he had – I think he had a couple years where he was able to breed the uh, – the, the, um, uh Mug line but he couldn't breed the Schofield lines and I think now he's he's bred both and, but he does tons of different pythons, you know. He does
0: you do. and, uh
1: yeah. he does he's done what, water pythons and uh you know, Walmus and you know you name it. So the guy is a wealth of information when it comes to uh, um to pythons and uh carpets are kind of well, what I think of him, I think of carpets and coastals and and just what he's done with coastal carpets just kind of uh you know gave me hope that you could selectively breed them like you could selectively breed jungles if that makes
2: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know
1: what i mean so um so yeah i'm I'm looking forward to them, and then right after that, we got one more show, It's the holiday show, and then we're off so
0: uh I think it's a <laughs> that was um Jim threatened to call the. Because he, he's like, is the holiday show yet? I'm like, no, Daddy. He goes, you're lying to me. I'm going to
1: call in. I'm going to ask. <laughs> is this the holiday show? And if it's not, I'm going to hang up. But I'm like, what? no, <laughs> please don't
0: do this. Uh, like, please right. don't do
1: that? So. Yeah, Mr. Stone, please send a uh, memo to uh, uh, Mr. You know, uh, uh, Morgantown to and let him know no. that the holiday show will be coming up, not this week, but the following week. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, well, I guess that's all we got as far as that goes. Morelia Python Radio. Um, you can check us out on uh, MoreliaPythonRadio uh, A couple people were asking me. Uh, I got a couple messages about what kind of uh, app to use for uh, getting the podcast. So if you have an iPhone, use the podcast app, go look up Morelia Python Radio, and then just subscribe, and you'll get the show every week in your feed. Um, if you um, have an Android, you can use an app called Beyond Pod. and the only reason I say that one is because it's free. Some of the other ones you have to pay for, but that one's free. Do the same exact thing. Uh, Just type in Morelia Python Radio after you download it, and it'll be right there in your feed. And you can subscribe to it. And every every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, it'll show up in your feed. So that's how that's how you can do it uh, if you want to subscribe to the show. You could also listen to the show. Um, You can go to our website. It's on the website. You can go to um, the uh, Facebook uh, pages and. Links and all are on there. It'll take you right from uh, right from there to the blog talk page where you can listen to it. Um, and, yeah, you can also listen to it just straight on the blog talk page. Uh, if you have questions or comments for us, uh, future guests, or anything along those lines, you can send us an email at info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, our Facebook page, MoreliaPythonRadio. Give us a like, follow what's going on. We're also on Twitter. Um, and... You know, uh, we appreciate uh, everybody giving us the support and uh, hoping that uh, we're helping you out. Uh, you know, the breeders uh, coming on the show and spending their time and sharing their, uh, you know, their knowledge, um, I think is uh, what makes this show so awesome. So uh, thanks to all them. As far as myself, E.B. Morelia, check out my website, ebmorelia.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, eric at com, or you can send me a PM on Facebook, but try to send it under Eric, because sometimes I don't – I don't know what I, – I must have a shitty – do you get like – when you get messages on your Facebook page, Owen, does it pop up mm-hmm. like you see a notification? Yeah. You do? Yeah,
0: and there's I like a ti- yeah, there's like a timer. It's like, oh, and if I don't respond to this person back, it's like all of a sudden it says rogue reptiles takes – on average, an hour to respond to your things. I'm like, because I was working and this guy messaged me and I didn't, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then the other thing is that if it's like somebody asks me a question and I answer it, and then they answer back with like the thumbs up, and then it's like, it takes two hours to respond. I'm like, because
2: the conversation was over. But he had the last word. So oh, is that the proper sometimes. etiquette,
1: face? Facebook meddling me etiquette alone. is to not send a thumbs up.
2: Just leave it. Just done. Thank
0: you. You're welcome. And that's it. There's no right. need to send anything because all it does is just hurt of how much it takes for me to respond to shit.
1: Which, son of a bitch. Dumb. I know, right? No, but you know how, like, you, you if you're looking at your iPhone, you get the little, like, the one or the two or the three or the whatever yeah. that pops up yeah. in the app? Well, it doesn't pop up in my pages, and if I don't go in and look at it, which I've been trying to stay away from Facebook, um, I don't see it. So that's what I'm saying. It's better to to send me a a message right on Messenger, or if you want to send me an email, I see that as well. So for anybody that sends me a message on my Facebook page and I don't get it, I'm sorry. Um, I put
0: all my inquiries about Eric's animals uh, actually through mail. So he gets letters <laughs> and it just says, so tell me about that tiger. So then
1: he <laughs> has to like write back and right. it takes very long luckily, for me to purchase. Luckily, an I have that, I have that feather pen that I, that I write with. Oh yeah. I can scribe. Yeah, It's all calligraphy and shit. Yeah. It's pretty fancy. It's yeah. high end, man. Again, it's on papyrus. Again, take, it's not no cheap paper, man. It's papyrus. Of course not. Of course not. I put a little Take little E. B. Moralia stamp deals. on it with yeah. the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. takes
0: months for us to decide yeah. if we're gonna buy a carpet from each other. Months. <laughs> yes. Yep.
1: Dear Owen. Yes. I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't like the stripe on this one quite as much as I did on the other one. Can you send me another picture? <laughs> exactly. Takes <forever. laughs> Yeah, that's about it. It's really funny that,
0: that there are some reptile guys. Used to buy reptiles through the mail, so they're like, (laughs) I know, right? So, you know, they're they're listening and yelling at their radio. So,
1: anyway, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I don't have any. Yeah, check out my Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, EB Morelia, my website, blah blah blah. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's all I got. (laughs) Blah blah blah. All
0: right. Um, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com, check out stuff we got going over there. There's the journal, uh, for the breeding diary for the season, uh, as well as the prospective pairs, which are being altered because I ended up adding a few new animals and stuff like that. Uh, you can also check out lineage information over there and babies that we have for sale. You can also go and look up rogue-reptiles on facebook.com, give us a like. Check out all the animals that we have for sale over there. Uh, Normally, for sale ads are added to Facebook first before they're added to the website. So, go do that. Um, I will be vending this weekend on Saturday at Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm going to have a ton of carpet pythons, some scrub pythons, and then whatever the hell else everybody else gives me. From what I heard, it's going to be monitors, berms, retics. Holy shit. So, it's going to be a lot of stuff. Yes. So, if you're going to be in the area, stop by, say hi, talk some Morelia, talk to some of this stuff. Um, help me chase other buddy away from my table because he'll be there for too long. So, and that other was just buddy. for you. I
2: said that <laughs> just
0: for you so you could bring it up when I see you Saturday. So, anyway. <laughs>
2: so I love. We'll I box. love
0: his...
1: I love his name, his other buddy. I fucking other buddy? love that. I, I'm so
0: glad that that <laughs> stuck. You have no idea. It better be not, on business cards at some point.
1: He's not quite good enough as far as Condros go to be Buddy, so he buddy. has to be the other buddy.
2: Well, it also it also doesn't help
0: that uh, unfortunately so, Buddy <laughs> Buchanan got there years before him,
2: so like uh. right. it really isn't fair.
0: <laughs> but I, I swear to God one day we'll Hello. have some really Python kind of radio t shirts that have like other buddy written on the back. And I'll have one right for him. So We have to get Jeff. What I'm
1: about. we have to get yes. Jeff to make like a cartoon version of Other Buddy and put him like on the, <laughs> on
0: the shirt. <laughs> what I love now is that I know he I know he he
1: he, uh, he streams
0: us on Wednesday mornings on uh-huh. Twitter to work. So, yeah. I, I'm telling you right now. 10:30 tomorrow morning, my phone is gonna go, like, "What the hell?
2: <laughs> Screw you guys!" It's like exactly. It's all love, buddy. Like,
0: or or the text will be like, "I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Eric now." I'm like, "All right, whatever." So.
1: Yeah. Anyway. It's
0: all. It's all anyway, love, buddy. And we even love. love you,
1: the other buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. Anyway.
1: So, yeah. All that's right. I'm all out. I got.
0: I hope to see everybody Saturday. That's all we have for you this week, and we hope to see everybody back here same time for some more Morelia Python Radio next week. Good night.